0: Time for the BS Sports Show. We want to hear from you, so call us on the BS line. Now here's Billy Elvis and the BS Sports Show.
1: Greetings.
2: SportsRadio.com, dot com, Yahoo Sports Radio Indiana. We'll consist uh dot com. Billy I'll be along here in just a couple of minutes. Joining us tonight, Phil B. Wilson from com and more importantly tonight, uh, from PacersPress.com Press dot com. And uh we'll talk about uh, David West, who is now a uh, free agent. David West uh Declined his player option, a little over twelve million today. Uh, that way, in order he could uh, he could become a free agent. Does that change the Pacers' draft plan at all? A lot of people are hoping that Willie Cauley Stein falls to the Pacers from Kentucky, or even Trey Lyles. But we'll talk to uh, Phil B. coming up here in about fifteen minutes about that. Also tonight, D.C. Hendricks, another one of our favorite uh, NBA guys, will join us at 8 o'clock. We'll preview more of the NBA draft. Kevin Love from the Cleveland Cavaliers, who did opt out of his contract. Now, that doesn't mean that uh, he won't wind up back in Cleveland, but uh, it seems weird to do that this year because K. Love's a guy who's never had a max contract, and he could uh, have had a huge one next year. It would have made more sense for him to opt in to this contract and then wait for next year for the big money. So that's what makes me wonder: is he really coming back to Cleveland? Because why not wait till next year? You know, why not wait till the big bucks are there? That's what uh, Westbrook and K and, uh, Kay and uh, Kevin Durant and LeBron are all going to do. Going to be big money. Love could have opted in one more year, instead uh, decided not to. The NBA draft is uh, is going to be exciting this year because there are so many good uh, players available, or potential good players available. I guess when a lot of guys have played one year in college, it's hard to say that there's great players available. But we're going to look at this year and uh, and hope that uh, uh, that this draft pans out uh, sort of like last year's did. So Kevin Love opts out tonight today, and, and to me, Billy, that doesn't make a lot of sense for the fact that, yeah, Cleveland can still send him to a max deal, which would be five years, about $100 million. But had he opted in, next year is the year everybody's waiting for, LeBron, Durant, Westbrook, because the salary cap is going to go through the roof when that new TV deal kicks in, and Kevin Love, a guy who's never had a max deal, could have really, really cashed in. Does Kevin Love opting out with that year to go before this big year hits, is that
3: signal the end in Cleveland? no actually it uh it signals his return um the, the the team made it clear they want him back uh i think everybody kind of anticipated this was going to occur he's going to get the most money to stay in cleveland this is the way to do it this is the way to make kevin love happy this is the way to make uh the Cavs happy and then they can start working on uh the other projects they'll need to do to assemble a championship team but no this this totally means kevin loves back dude Now, this is the best-case scenario for the Cavs because
2: next year they would have had to pay him a buttload more. A max deal will go through the roof because the salary cap is going to go through the roof. But for Kevin Lovett, to me, it doesn't make sense for him to do that this year. Why not wait until next year when you could have had the big, big bucks? You know, you could have been paid a lot more next year, which is why LeBron signed the two-year deal last year with the player option, which is why uh, we're going to see... uh, uh, Kevin Durant, we'll see, we'll see a lot of big-name free agents who have planned for, to be free agents next year when that salary cap is, is much larger. Why would Kevin Love opt out to get paid less?
3: He's not a team well, guy. He, he'll be working out a deal that will pay him more than he would make this year or waiting through this year. So it's a payday now instead of a payday later. It depends on how you look at it. And, and it's his chance to play with King James. And who would he with King James? Well, he would have been playing with King James anyways. And, and well,
2: until LeBron, I, I, I know, until, but, he's, but what I'm saying he's is, though, until LeBron his big deal next year, I don't know that LeBron's coming back or not.
3: You never With know. LeBron, yeah, listen, this all this signals is is that they're going to re up him right now. Uh, if they don't re up him right now, he is leaving. But he doesn't want to leave. Uh, the Cavs don't want him to go anywhere, and uh, you know they're not going to let him sit there, knowing that he's waiting for a, a bigger deal next year. No, they're just locking him right now. That allows them to do things with the future of the roster. They got to think about the future, not everybody always thinks about them. But he can get the biggest today this year right now, opting out, resigning with the Cavs. Or are we going to see a sign in trade?
2: Do we see them well, uh, sign sign Kevin Love up and then move him to get something that they, Le- LeBron wants more?
3: You know, I don't know. Uh, from all reports, LeBron, Curry, uh, everybody, uh, they, they want Kevin Love back. From all reports, Kevin Love wants to be back. So that I think this is just a, a formality right now I'm in the process of building the Cleveland Cavaliers roster up a little bit for a run next year.
2: I mean, I understand why why LeBron wants to be there. It's his hometown and in his home area. But you know, playing in Cleveland for another five years isn't that appealing to a lot of guys, especially a West Coast guy like Kevin Love. It to me, I, I think he's back. I really think that that uh, the Lakers are going to make a big push for him, even if they even if they don't sign him to try to trade for him, as they've tried to make a big push for Demarcus Cousins as well. He seems like a guy who wants to be on the West Coast, and I don't think that five more years in Cleveland is where he wants to be. Plus, do you want to be five years in Cleveland when LeBron's on the downside of his uh, of his career in another four years? <laughs>
3: Well, I mean, but the next three, four years, he's got his best chance to win in Cleveland. Uh, I mean, I mean, seriously, dude, uh, why not ride it out the rest of LeBron's career? we we all seen what superhuman things he can do. Uh, I would stay in Cleveland if I'm Kevin Love. I think he's going to stay in Cleveland. Uh, I think this is just a uh, kind of a situation where it doesn't mean he's leaving just because he opted out. Uh, so, you know, it doesn't mean he's not going to listen. He's stupid if he doesn't listen to what's going on out there. They all do it. Carmelo went on tour last year, ended up going right back to Phil.
2: Yeah, you know, uh, hey, we do have uh, an NBA trade right now. Uh, just came down. The uh, The Portland Trail Blazers have uh, acquired uh, Gerald Henderson and Noah
3: Vonley from the Charlotte Bobcats
2: for Nicholas Batum.
3: Oh, okay. All right. Uh, not an earth-shattering trade. Not going to make either one of those teams a champ. But <laughs> no, uh,
2: Charlotte's also shopping uh, Cody Zeller as well, looking for an, a wing
3: player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wouldn't be that, that Cody Zeller could compliment. and that's what he's going to be. I'm, I'm afraid. You know, even though he was a lottery pick, it appears if he's going to be a journeyman big man in the NBA, unless something drastically changes. Uh, but, you know, there's teams out there he can compliment. He might just end up on a contender if all goes well for Cody Zeller. Yeah, it'd
4: be a, it'd be a, a
2: nice thing to uh, see him back in Indiana playing with those Pacers. Because today, uh, you know, David West opted out of his player option, $12.5 million he turned down today on the last yeah. year of his deal
3: to come back. Yeah. And what, what does that Mon- mean? When, when Monte Ellis uh, opted out, uh, the, the rumor mill began that that, that might be uh, the Pacers' target, too. So, we'll to wait and see. But, you know, David West is getting up there in years. Of course, he's uh, the leader. But I think Paul George, sitting on the sideline, you cannot underestimate how much you can learn sitting on a sideline for a season, uh, especially when you ascended to... Uh, uh, stellar play right before your, uh, your your season on the sideline, and and I think that's going to help uh, Paul George. I think he's going to realize uh, what he needs to be a leader from getting the bench perspective most of the season. Yeah, I know he came back late, but uh, for the most part, he was on the uh, bench. Paul George needs to take over that team. Uh, I kind of hate to see David West go, but it does free things up. For 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 them to go after a Monte Ellis to, to go after a Cody Zeller to, to go after uh, another 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 four five whatever.
2: Well, you know, and, and David West has reported love the time in Indianapolis, and, and maybe he wants to make that one last run of the title. and Maybe he's going to resign for less. It, you know, it doesn't happen too often, but yeah. he's made a lot of money yeah. in his career. I mean, he's made he's yeah. made some good some good coin. But I wonder, and it'll be interesting to talk to Philby Wilson coming up uh, to see how this changes the Pacers' draft plans. Or does it change the Pacers' draft plans? Are they going to stop looking for a point guard and and look uh, you know, right away for a, a big man? You know, If Willie Cauley-Stein falls to him, Larry Bird said he's going to be a $100 million player. Could the Pacers get lucky enough to draft Willie Cauley-Stein from Kentucky?
3: Well, I mean, uh, it's going to be an interesting draft. I'm so looking forward to this tomorrow night because of the maneuvers I anticipate. And because, you know... We really don't know what happen after you know one two maybe one two three, but right. you know after that after that uh, teams are going to draft need teams are going to draft uh, best best available player and teams are going to be making some trades. It's going to be fun. Yeah, the gas station I go to,
2: the guy there knows that uh, we do the show at night, and I got in a not an argument, but I got in a, in, a, in a pretty heated discussion with him today. About uh, is what LeBron is doing in Cleveland, because obviously when he went to Miami, uh, that was Pat Riley's team. It, you know, LeBron didn't have the run of the team. Is, is what LeBron is doing by being the star player, kind of controlling things, whether it be coaching decisions, whether it be player decisions, is that going to start hurting other NBA teams? Are we going to see the star players on some of these NBA teams start trying to call their shots more? Is this going to start disrupting front offices across, these, uh, across the league with these good players on these good
0: teams?
3: Well, you, you may see it, but you know, not too many people have the uh, uh, the credentials that LeBron James has. Not just as uh, a gifted athlete, not just because of his size and dominance at uh, any position on the floor, but his brain, uh, his leadership skills. Uh, you know, so if LeBron gets all this control, like people saw happen, does that mean Carmelo gets it in New York? Phil Jackson says, "Hell no, no way." Not on no, my but a
4: watch.
2: guy, but, but a guy like Durant could get it in Oklahoma City. Uh, nope the Pacers couldn't afford to
3: lose Paul George and make him unhappy at this point. Uh,
2: there's you know, a
3: handful of guys, there's a handful of guys that that, that qualify. Not right. very many. You got to be you, you got to be someone that's not only a good leader but but also someone that, you know, can 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 command respect. Uh and there's only a handful of guys really out there that can command that kind of respect to get that kind of control. And then you have to have the scenario that's the same. I mean, come on. Dave, you know, David Blatt uh, did a great job acting like he was coaching this year. <laughs> and, and you know what? It's almost like he was coaching, but he was coaching right under his general manager, and his general manager was LeBron, uh, who, could, who could override his decisions and, 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 and play patterns.
2: Well, I mean, for the situation that he found himself in, I think the guy did a great job. You know, he took the, he took the job with Kyrie Irving being the best player on the team, and the number right. one draft pick coming, and then LeBron fell into his lap, and then Kevin Love. I mean, for a guy who's never coached in the NBA to wind up now with that, I think the guy did a great job this year. Uh, but, you know, have we seen, though, now with when you have that one of those guys that we just talked about, do you need a, a Phil Jackson? Do you need a, a Jeff Van Gundy? Do you need a guy who's had star players in the past who can control these guys that keep these guys, you know, uh, 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 you know, under control? Eric Spoelstra was able to do it because he had Pat Riley above him. And, and it didn't matter how much LeBron or D. Wade or whoever came and bitched, you know, Pat Riley. The decision was a decision. Do we need uh, to see these these coaches with these with these uh, star players, these strong coaches?
3: Well, I mean. It's got to be the perfect marriage. I mean, you know, the, the, the rookie situation that David Blatt was in, you know, made perfect sense uh, with LeBron coming on board. Um, you know, and then you've got Steve Kerr, uh, you know, obviously right. perfect, perfect fit for the Golden State Warriors with what they needed. Uh, then you look at Tom Thibodeau, and he obviously wasn't what management wanted in Chicago. Maybe they want a more freewheeling Golden State Warrior kind of team and not a defensive minded team like Thibodeau kept preaching so sometimes you get the coach to fit the personnel sometimes you get the personnel to fit the coach it all just depends on the situation well yeah in
2: the nfl and the nba are, are huge copycat leagues do we see a lot of yeah. steve kerr types now you know fred Weiberger yeah. it seems like a steve kerr type do we see a lot of these teams this offseason go to a steve kerr type coach
3: oh sure sure they'll all attempt the small ball uh, that was so successful against uh lbj and the in the Cavs. you know when draymond green was the biggest man on the floor and uh, and they ran, and they were shooting, and yeah, you'll you'll see teams attempt that. But you know, it's all based on personnel. You know, the, the demise of the big man, the dominant big man, uh, more and more evident each and every year, isn't it? Oh, uh, you know, you're right. And there, I read a report
2: yesterday that uh, Roy Hibbert is thinking of opting out of his contract, which to me would be an asinine move on his part when he's going to make fifteen and a half million dollars, or whatever it is, this year. But uh, you know, but maybe maybe a guy like Carl Anthony Towns, a, a seven footer who can run the floor changes that. Because he's yeah. a guy who's got speed, he's a guy who can shoot a 22-footer. Uh, a guy like Karl Anthony Towns could could change that some for some teams. Now, he's going to be in Minnesota where it doesn't really matter yet, but <laughs> a big man who can run the floor changes your offense a ton and I think that's where Roy Hibbert and big guys like that have, have fallen behind. You know, Shaq was dominant, but would he be in today's NBA because he would slow down a fast offense.
3: Well, all I know is, is thank God we've got a lot of NBA news on a Wednesday, <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, and we're and we'll keep it rolling with our buddy Phil B Wilson at P Wilson twenty four on the Twitter. He's our guest next. We'll also keep it going with D C Hendricks' perspective on the NBA draft. Uh, he's at eight o'clock tonight. Very NBA slash NBA draft heavy tonight on this Hump Day Wednesday edition of the BS Sports Show. Uh, got to tell you, Mo, I got another special event tomorrow night for charity. This time I got to do a talent. It's a it's a talent show at at uh, at Yolos uh, to benefit the MDA, and uh, uh, everybody's welcome to attend. Uh, I believe dinner starts at six thirty, and uh, again a fundraiser for MDA. But uh, I'm going to be competing with like six other area people, politicians, uh, uh, other media people in, in a talent show tomorrow night, and uh, and I got I, I, I kind of got roped into it because it's for charity. Though I said, hey, I got to do it.
2: Well, if you're you're competing against politicians, you just need to tell the truth. That would be
3: an amazing talent that they can't do. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, At any rate, uh, full night ahead tonight, and then, of course, we wrap up the week at Wrigley on Friday. That's just two nights away from now. Big prizes up for grabs, and uh, always that all-you-can-eat wing and fish buffet. Tons of sides, monitor karaoke with Jake this Friday and every Friday. From 7 to 9, the BS Sports Show at the Fort's Best Name Sports Bar, where we also start the week Mondays from 7 to 9. But stick around. We'll take a break. We'll continue with our buddy Phil Wilson, Pacers Press, on the David West opt out and uh, other Pacer thoughts uh, with the draft tomorrow night. Uh, and uh, that's immediately next. Mo Times at Mo Radio Show. I'm at Billy Elvis at BS Sports. The fans, stick around. Taking a break. It's the BS Sports Show. Hi, this is Billy Elvis, and along with Mo Time, we host the B.S. Sports Show, now on Yahoo Sports Radio Indiana, which can be found at indianasportsradio.com. Tune in for our unique slant on the world of sports, covering your teams in the state of Indiana, as well as the top national stories, too. The B.S. Sports Show. I'm at Billy Elvis, Mo Time's at Mo Radio Show, at B.S. Sports the Fan. Now on Yahoo Sports Radio Indiana, at indianasportsradio.com.
5: At McDuff Realty Group, their top priority is helping you achieve maximum results from the purchase or sale of your home. With over 20 years of marketing and sales experience, Joe Shoemaker and his team will provide you with an aggressive, passionate strategy that delivers the results you expect. For real estate services in central Indiana, call Joe Shoemaker at 317-413-8501 or visit online at mcduffrealty.com.
4: At Ruoff Home Mortgage, we understand that every borrower is different, so we offer a variety of products to meet your individual mortgage financing needs, including conventional, FHA, VA, USDA, new construction, first-time home Buyers, reverse mortgages, and, of course, refinancing. Want to learn more? Just call Brian Graham, the Mortgage Man, 248-8333, or visit him online at ruoff.com backslash Brian Graham and let them help you finance the home of your dreams.
3: Hi, this is Billy Elvis and along with Mo Time, we host the B.S. Sports Show weekdays from 7 to 9. And every Friday as well as Monday, we're at Wrigley Field Bar and Grill sports' Best Damn Sports Bar. Fridays, it's part of the original weekend starter party with the all-you-can-eat wing and fish buffet. 8.50 adults, 4 bucks for kids and great prizes. And Monday, lots of special guests including Comet Head Coach Gary Graham and Matt Ants Head Coach Connor Henry. It's the B.S. Sports Show weekdays 7 to 9 and at Wrigley Field Bar and Grill in georgetown north every monday and
0: friday night okay so what do you have Ryan? what do you think oh uh oh um
1: gang it ain't for leaders they're too busy making plays happen answering the call earning their big boy
0: pants isn't it time to be the leader you were born to be the playbook's right there captain what's the call? We'll have nachos, fried pickles, pretzels, buffalitos, honey barbecue wings, and waters. All right. all around. Grab a seat. The game is on. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, beer, sports.
5: Ugh, I hate these big ass prices. Sounds like you could use some big ass savings. I'd love some big ass savings. Kmart Shop Your Way members save 30 cents a gallon.
0: 30 cents
1: a gallon? That's a big ass discount. Mm. Big ass discount.
5: A really big ass discount. Really big ass discount.
0: Honey, this solves your big ass problem. Totally solves my big ass problem. Yeah, look
5: at that big ass truck.
0: It's big ass
5: man. Hello, big ass man.
0: Shop your way members, get big ass savings. Save 30 cents a gallon when you spend $50 or more at Kmart.
3: When you're looking for a new home, why not seek the counsel of a friend who happens to know the housing market like the back of her hand? Natalie Letterly of United Country Natalie L. Real Estate can answer all questions about buying or selling a home, and she can provide valuable information that's important to your family. Natalie will provide you with a detailed summary of area schools, nearby amenities, and homeowner testimonials about the neighborhood of your choice. Call Natalie, 260-388-9588, and start looking for your new home today.
1: It's the B.S. Sports Show. Gives crappy people, a chance to sort themselves out.
3: Well, middle of the week, hump day, and no shortage of NBA news. Hitting close to home as well. Uh, thanks for tuning into the B.S. Sports Show weeknights from 7 to 9. Uh, it's been too long. It's always been too long since our last visit with the one and only Phil B. Wilson. At pwilson24 on Twitter. How are you doing, my brother from another mother?
6: I'm doing great because David West just called and he offered me his contract here.
3: Nice. Congrats. He said I
6: could have the $12.6 million, so I'm just really grateful to him. And I get, get to announce that on your show, and everybody knows I'm a Hoosier millionaire now.
3: <laughs> All right. Well, congrats.
6: <laughs> so, yeah, so I wish. I wish.
3: <laughs> what happens
2: with Walk you away loud? from that. Do we where do we see him go? Is there any chance that the Pacers do bring him back? It's hard for me to see that uh, that that the Pacer or that David West turns down twelve and a half million to come back for less. But uh, and does this change the way the Pacers draft coming up tomorrow night?
6: Yeah, somebody went and pointed that out on Twitter already. Like that doesn't mean he's gone. Yes, it does. <laughs> it certainly does. And this is the guy that hinted at retirement before the season started. His numbers were down for the second straight year. He missed sixteen games due to injuries. Um, Larry Bird referred to how he was battling. He never quite got healthy all year long, and he's tired. He's played eleven years, and you know I think he wants to retire. I mean, I could be wrong. I mean, unless uh, like an NBA contender came along and said, "We want you as a reserve. We'll pay you five, six million, seven million, whatever, to bolster our bench." I don't see. I don't see how he walked away from twelve point six million, and the Pacers are going to pay him that, and he was comfortable with that. Why would you give away four or five million dollars yeah. so i didn't I didn't argue with anybody on social media about it, but I didn't enter that into the story I wrote because it just doesn't seem like a plausible option. Hey, if he does it we'll we'll salute him, and you know that's props for a guy that would give up four or five million or whatever he'd give up half that, but it would be unprecedented. I think I don't know how many guys in the league give up five six million dollars you know to restructure to help a team out that does. He's a good guy, but, you know, at the end of the career, you don't give away money, Yeah. you know? Yeah. I mean, well, so the other question, yeah, I think it impacts how they draft. I think they put more of an emphasis on a big man who can rebound, but I wouldn't rule out, again, someone who can get nasty or dirty inside, but someone who can play on the perimeter, too. I mean, because I, I think they're they've made that point from the day after the season ended, or whenever it was, a day or two after the season ended, when we talked to Larry Bird and, and Frank Vogel. Larry made it very clear, we need to be up-tempo. We need to be stay current with the game today. It's small ball and it's perimeter shooting. And, and Kevin Pritchard today, the general manager, said that they do analyses on, on, uh, on points per possession and that three-point shot is becoming more of a premium. So they need more shooters. They need more guys who can run the floor. They need to be, uh, you know, trending in that direction toward a more up-tempo
3: team. Talking to Phil B. Wilson, of Pacers press, also ColtsBlitz.com. dot uh, com. Phil B. So, you know, rumors started circulating when uh, when Monte Ellis opted out in Dallas that uh, the Pacers would be interested. Uh, I mean, any any truth to that in your mind? Uh, are they yeah, interested? They were, a lot of free agents right now.
6: I wondered about him when I heard that. I mean you have to pay a lot of money to him, but yeah. uh nineteen point nineteen nineteen point scorer who can go off when he's when he's hot, he just he can rip you up. Um Uh and I don't think he's as streaky as CJ Miles. Right. I think he's a little more consistent. I think he's a little more established. I mean that's just my I, I'm not an overly informed person when it comes to the NBA and backstories and all the other players, so somebody could be listening or you know, call in or tweet and say, Phil B, you're you're full of it but uh, <laughs> but when I've seen him I've thought that I thought that of his game. So but yeah I think this changes a lot. I mean twelve point six million and they're supposed to know next week about whether Roy Hibbert will opt in on his fifteen point six million and I think they've done everything in their power to be straight with him and let him know his role will probably be diminished. It'll be lessened. And uh if he stays in, which I don't think Roy's happy here, but again, I don't know how much money Roy will get anywhere else. And again, if the Pacers could strike gold and somehow get a second guy to opt out and free up $15.6 million, oh, thank the Lord. I mean, you know, that'd be great, because we were writing at the end of the season, not, myself, not just myself but other people, that they were kind of hamstrung by these two contracts from these two aging players. Well, if they free up $28 million, they can go after anybody they want. They just have to pitch them. How how do they pitch them to come to Indiana? Because that's still a a drawing issue. I'm not trying to knock the Pacers. But, you know, if Larry Bird wants you, that's a draw. But coming to Indiana, some guys might not want to do that. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. But I'm sure when they found out or if they have found out, in fact, if the report's true about David West, because it's just a report right now, I'm sure Larry said okay. Well, we, we roll with this. We we knew this is a possibility. Pritchard said that today. They had they had a scenario for every opt in or opt out uh, possibility of these two guys. So now they've they've clicked it into another phase, and uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do with the money.
2: Yeah, you brought up the fifteen point you know, five million or whatever it is that Roy Hibbert owed. It's hard for me to see him opting out from that though, even if you're not happy. Fifteen point five million dollars in the bank would make me happy. Uh, do the Pacers draft do they look center first in the uh, in the draft tomorrow night and and try to keep that foot pushing Roy Hibbert right out the door?
6: I'd be surprised. I'd be surprised because everything they've said up to this point and that's because and because we say this, then you're right. <laughs> because I'll tell you because I'll tell Mo, no, that's not gonna happen, that means it'll happen. <laughs> you know, every time you're sure you know, I'm sure the Colts are going to draft defensive line or a pass rusher. and What? Wide receiver? <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. We were talking about that before the draft. Every time you think they're going to go one way, these tend to cross you up, or at least it happens a lot with drafts. But the Pacers have made it very clear, and I'm beating a, a dead horse to record skipping, they want to be current with today's trend. And as Pritchard explained today, they've, they started calling – the the post play and the inside play differently you can't hand check anymore you can't be physical they've yet out on the perimeter every little you know actually actually you can in inside you can beat the hell out of a guy and hand check him and beat on him but out on the perimeter you're not allowed to and so the the, the emphasis has been more on shooters and guys who can do stuff in the perimeter and get all these garbage fouls Whereas inside the Hibberts and West of the world have been getting pounded on, and as you know, the Pacers have wanted to balance a strong inside presence with perimeter shooting in the past, and that let them down a little bit this last year. They weren't healthy, and they weren't as strong inside as maybe in the past. But but uh, there's no doubt in my mind that they they want to focus on getting a guy who will be able to run the floor and who will be able to provide you know production you know not just a, a tempo fast core or past breaking game, but maybe a guy who can shoot. I I I think the role of Frank Kaminsky, he's not your classic big man. The guy's got so much touch, shooting outside, and he's seven feet, so it's hard to block a seven footers three seven foot guy's three point shot. Uh, you know, maybe they want somebody tougher than him. I don't know, but uh, I've seen a lot of people talk about him, and I know I've seen him play for Wisconsin a few times. I saw him in the Final Four, and he's a tough he's a tough matchup. You know, he really
3: is. Well, you know, he also seems like a Larry Bird kind of guy, too. That's for sure. Um, He does, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, he really is. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, with West gone, uh, seemingly gone, most likely gone, uh, Mo and I were talking earlier, uh, Phil, that uh, this is obviously the year Paul George really needs to step up and be the leader of this team.
6: Yeah, and I think he was going to be. I think he kind of taken on that mantle a little bit, and then obviously to relinquish it when he hurt himself um, or he got hurt in that uh, scrimmage out uh, in Vegas. And everything, the whole landscape has changed in a year. You know, how we see the Pacers, how we view them as a contender. Um, you know, now they're going to change their style, which, you know, they were Eastern Conference number one team just two years ago, and now here they are having to change. But we all saw who won the NBA title. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, Golden State's not big. Uh, and Cleveland, really, even though they had a big guy play well at times, they weren't overly huge either. You're not going to get a LeBron James all the time, obviously. It's, it's once-in-a-million draft pick. But if you can get a guy who's got size and can run and he can shoot, you don't need him to be a huge scorer, but a guy who's Got all that in his game, you want him. You you want to add him. And, and the Pacers, uh, Pritchard said today that they've targeted four or five guys with that eleventh pick, and they're confident that one of those four or five will fall to them at eleven. I mean, and it stands to reason they probably got a. Well, they, he said they have an in, they have a ranking and they have scenarios for everything that could happen. And if one of those guys falls there, it's just going to be Larry looking at his people and saying, "Well, is this the guy we want?" And everybody'll say, "Yep, let's do it." And I don't think there'll be much division if one of those four or five guys is there. Now, of course, they wouldn't tell us who they are, so we speculate about it for 24 hours. And I'm looking <laughs> through players right now, and and you know Kaminsky's one of them. i guarantee you Kaminsky's one of them. I just I'm sure he's one of them, but I've seen some mocks that had him going after the Pacers pick, so it's possible he won't be. There.
2: Talking with Philby Wilson from Pacers Press on the BS Sports Show. Uh,
6: is it possible? That, is, is it possible he's, that? That
2: Larry trades the pick,
6: yeah, yeah, they they Pritchard said that initially when asked about the pick, and it felt like a poker move, I felt like I was at a poker table with someone that gave you that stare and said, "We've had a lot of interest about eleven, we've heard interest in eleven, and we're not against trading the pick and it just felt like posturing because later on in the same presser, he said, "I've traded down before, and What I don't like about that is then the draft dictates to you what you're going to be able to do when you move down, whereas when you're higher up, you can kind of dictate what you want to do with the pick. So he kind of hedged a little bit on, you know, the posturing on, yeah, we'll trade it if we want to, but then later, I don't really like doing that. And that just... It doesn't feel like the thing when you say four or five and you're confident one will be there. That doesn't sound like trade down jargon to me. That sounds like you're you're sure one of those guys is going to be there at eleven. You're positive, and you're confident, and you you say every scenario has been planned for. So if if for by some for some reason they are shocked and stunned, and that pick the one of those guys isn't there, then yeah, they'll trade down. But I don't see it happening.
3: Yeah. Uh, well, Phil B. Obviously, the draft tomorrow night—you'll be all in. Uh, you'll be writing about it at Pacers Press, of course. Uh, yeah, and... I'll be over
6: there. I'll go over to Banker's Life and work a little bit for a living.
3: <laughs> Good for you, buddy. Good for you. Uh, hopefully, hopefully, it all works out well for the Pacers uh, with uh, another year of uh, uh, of losing uh, one of those key starting five players uh, that, like you said, helped them amass the best record in the uh, NBA. There. Um, all right.
6: Well, go ahead. Well, it, it's just it's it's this is a this is an opportunity. Now, I'm not trying to say that anybody wanted Paul to get hurt, right? But the byproduct of him breaking his leg was they weren't as good as they would have been. They would have made the playoffs with him last year if he played the whole year. Everybody knows that. Because they're picking so high, they might not get another chance at this for a while if they if they hit hit on the pick. And they add a couple of free agents that really help this team. All of a sudden, you've assured yourself you're a playoff team, and you're not going to have this pick again for a while. And so, this is an opportunity here. This is a this isn't just well we'll draft a guy late teens or twenties and hope he plays. This is we can get a guy they expect to be an immediate contributor, if not a starter. Than a, a, a solid role player, but I think they want somebody to start right away and be an impact player. Especially now, that West is probably out, and if Hibbert would opt out, if Hibbert stays, fine. But I, their blueprint for where they want to go, they're being very clear about it.
1: Well,
2: Phil, if if we had to pick tomorrow night, who's been the better drafter over all over the Pacers last twenty
6: years, Donnie Walsh or Larry Bird? Oh man. That's a boy, that's a good one, Mo. Uh, you just you just blindside rushed me. <laughs> I, think Gossard, I think Godzer I think just whiffed on that block and it was an olay block and he came clean and I never <laughs> saw him coming. That's you know, I, I thought of we I mentioned it today to my buddy Mark Monteith who works for the Pacers and used to work at the star. We worked together and we mentioned how it took Reggie Miller instead of Steve Alford. And you you think about some of the other guys they added in the draft. Over the years to build those, you know, Eastern Conference Final teams and the one that made the finals, and so Donnie's probably got the upper hand uh, because of a larger body of work and how far they've gone. I think it's you have to give Donnie Walsh his credit and his due. And Donnie still hangs around; he's at practice every day, usually, and he's consulting with Larry. So he's still Larry's still benefiting from Donnie's input. But Larry's getting there. He, you know, Paul George's pick was a that was a doozy. You know that was that was I think it's probably obviously his best pick I think since he's been back since he's been president and and you know he's hoping to land another guy I think Paul was what ten or eleven or twelve or whatever they picked he was ten and you got one at eleven right now if if Larry nails this one then you know he starts to close the gap maybe a little bit on Donnie but of course the team's got to reach the finals and and be perennial you know, NBA title contenders, which they've come close to that, but not quite because of the Miami Heat. And now I guess we say the Cleveland Cavaliers in the East. Because of LeBron. Because of LeBron, let's just say it. Because of LeBron. LeBron and his four, you know, Washington Continentals or whoever else, you know, he has with him (laughs) out there.
3: The the generals, but I get it. Yeah, the generals. There you go, yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
6: Uh, What about that uh,
3: Kevin Love opt-out? I'm convinced he's going back to Cleveland, uh, but Mo says he doesn't know, man. Maybe West Coast, maybe somewhere else.
6: I don't get the sense that Kevin was ever comfortable there. And not that Kevin wants to demand to be the guy, but he was able to be whatever he wanted to be before. And them trying to force him into a role in Cleveland, it never felt like it worked to me. And somebody who wants to let him just be a free shooter and do inside out and all those double-doubles and be a regular and Dan Patrick for his blue-collar double-double stuff, you know, that's the guy we haven't seen in a year. So I think there's a guy that can get whatever he wants in the free agent market. But that said, you go to a team that's going to give you a chance at a ring, I think Cleveland gives him the best shot. I mean, Golden State's not going to sign him, so I don't know. I'd, I'd be surprised a little bit if he opted out, but uh, I was surprised today by David West. I thought David would be back. He, he seemed more invigorated, more. He seemed almost surprised that the team contended for a playoff spot when he when we met with him in the preseason. He hinted at maybe this is it. He hinted at maybe he just retired. He wanted to be in the league 10 years, and this was his 11th year, and so he'd already surpassed his goal. And he seemed, you know, resigned to the fate of this team. And and then through the year, he seemed really charged up about how hard they played and how they fought. And they were they lost so many close games, but they were in them. And and so we thought he was leaning toward coming back. So I, I'm I'm surprised by that today, and I. I hope I'm surprised about Hibbert, and he opts out, even though I expect him to opt in. And So you never know what these guys, and they have their decision. You never know what's in their mind.
2: Well, Phil, as always, Alicia? man, we, we, we appreciate it. Uh, you know, it'll be exciting tomorrow night. And if you had to put your finger on one, is Frank Kaminsky the guy that you're looking at tomorrow? Or if, if a guy like Willie Cauley-Stein falls, is that going to be the guy? If you had to make your best prediction right now, who, who do the Pacers go with tomorrow night?
6: And, you know, I knew you'd ask me that, and I just finished the second Pritchard video, so I haven't looked extensively at anybody. Um, I know Lyles. I saw him play in high school as a senior. I obviously right. saw him with Kentucky here. I know Kaminsky. Uh, Collie Stein, okay, yeah. I'm not as sold on all the Kentucky guys as everybody else is. Did
3: we lose Philby?
6: Yeah, well, I'm, I'm here. I'm, I'm sorry. Right. It, looks, it sounded like it faded out there. I just gave you my complete list in that two seconds. I can't repeat <laughs> that. No. But no, I, I just—I guess you consider that an option too, because then you've got a another guy that plays strong inside. It, even though that's not where I thought they wanted to go, but maybe as we talked before, they adjust their plan because they're not confident or not sure they can replace West in free agency. You do have to have another rebounder. You can't rely on just Roy and a hard working Solomon Hill. And and Paul George will get you rebounds too. Paul's versatile enough, but I don't think you want to put the strain on those guys always being down in the block all the time. I mean, they're inside out and we're talking more so about George, but Solomon's shown a knack for it. Their inside out capability is what makes them go. And and you want to be able to have that you know, in other players, and 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 if you don't have anybody else boarding the ball, and Roy, you're stuck with Roy. You know, he has his nights where he can rebound really well when he really seems into it and engaged. Other nights, he's not there. So, uh, I, I wouldn't be shocked if they added muscle, but but I, I just you know come back to what I said. I, you know, Kaminsky is a not a muscle guy. He's a shooter. He's a seven foot shooter. And I think Trey Lyles has got a lot of game. I don't know how much outside he is, but he certainly can run the floor, and he certainly handles himself well. He's just awfully young. You know, one year in college, and I, I don't know if they go that way, if you, you're going to mortgage that, you know, you get this kid at, what, 19, 20 years old. But he's in his hometown, and maybe, you know, that's just something they've been sold on. They've seen him enough probably over the years. Um uh, but uh, I'll look at the list again. That's the next thing on my list. I, uh, as soon as I get done with you guys, I'm going to start looking at more mocks and and decide what those who those four or five guys I think the Pacers are targeting. Yeah, they could go for a point guard too. Yeah. They, they really want George Hill to be a two, and they could go point guard. Don't rule that out. If they if there's a point guard there uh, to run things. They might go that way. That way George Hill can be a shooter and scorer. And and uh, then they re-signed Stuckey, too, because he was good off the bench. But uh, I wouldn't rule that out either.
3: Yeah. All right, Phil. But hey, before we let you go, man, uh, several Colts linemen going to be in the uh, body issue. Uh, do, we, do we, we want to see these guys? Do we want to see Mewhort's body?
6: Well, I mean... <laughs> I'm partial, Jack, because he's an Ohio State guy. So naturally, you know, if you want to, if you want to, you know, showcase perfection to the public. And show everybody what they're missing and not being a buckeye, I mean, I've had the same
1: problem with my
6: life, and when I go around without a shirt on and my daughter doesn't realize what she's seeing, you know when I'm working around the yard or something, this is dead sexy buckeye here, honey, so I can relate to Muhort, but I have to look that up yet. I heard it earlier today somebody mentioned it, and I mean you gotta be kidding me, but good for them. what the hell I mean you know it it'd probably be pretty funny, and I'm sure it'll be discreet and uh you know, it, it, you, I, I was Costanzo involved in that, too?
3: Yeah, Costanzo's one of them. I can't remember the third one. Uh, Muhort and Costanzo, for sure.
6: There you go. I mean, those two good-looking guys, and what the heck, why not? I mean, I, I'll have to look that up and see what that's all about, but I just, uh, <laughs> I had heard about it today, and I went, are you kidding me? Okay, <laughs> well, all right, whatever. Sounds like fun. Sounds right. amusing.
3: Uh, at P Wilson24 on Twitter. Check out PacersPress.com. Check out Coltsplits.com. Our buddy, great friend of the show. And I'm sure you'll be hearing from him on these airwaves again soon. Phil, thanks a lot, man. Have a great night. Enjoy the draft tomorrow.
6: Always a pleasure, gents. Cheers to both of you. Good dude. Phil
3: B, uh, our pal at P Wilson24 on Twitter. Great follow. Throws in that Buckeye propaganda a little too often, but I can deal with it. Uh, would you do a body issue if you were asked, Mo? Would you uh, would you sign up for something like that? Would you say, sure, I'll get naked? I mean, they don't show anything. You're, they usually have poses that everything's covered. But would you do it? Uh, yeah, uh, I mean,
2: people are able to see the the uh, the awful uh, specimen that I am under my clothes already. You know, I mean, they can tell with what I'm wearing that I'm very oddly <laughs> shaped. So, I mean, sure, why not? Because I I think anybody can be. Good looking in one of these issues, you know what I mean? Like anybody can have yeah. a, a rock star bod, but you know, to be, I would stand out because I think people uh-huh. would be uh, enamored by my photo. Going, how in the hell is that put together like that? I look
3: and, like
2: and, I look like somebody hit me in the I look like somebody's hit me in, in the uh, in the sternum with a baseball bat <laughs> and, and have had scoliosis for fifteen years. You know, I just I'm very oddly shaped.
3: Well, they do promote. Uh, that it's you know celebrating all different body types. I mean, uh, they've had Prince Fielder in there. Uh, they've had Gary Player in there at the age of, what, 73, I think, when he was in there a couple of years ago? Who, who's in better shape than me already. And yeah. like, he's got, like, fat muscle, though. You know what I mean? He's no, got, like, yeah, fat you're over right. muscle. Yeah, he's so, solid. You can could, you could tell he's solid and strong, and you wouldn't want to fight him. But he's big. You know, he's he's uh, he's husky.
2: Yeah, I've uh, I've looked at my Ronda Rousey issue numerous times. I had to actually have it laminated, so I didn't ruin it. Yeah, it's uh, whew, she's a, she's a mighty fine-looking girl. Her and Ashley Force, who was in it
3: last year. That's right, that's right. All righty, well, we're going to get a break in. We're heading towards the end of hour number one at uh, 8 o'clock. We'll get some more thoughts on the NBA draft overall from our NBA guru, D.C. Hendricks, at D.C. Hendricks on the Twitter. So uh, a lot more to get to with the NBA and uh, a whole lot yet ahead on this Wednesday night edition of the show. Mo Times at Mo Radio Show. I'm at Billy Elvis at BS Sports The Fan. Facebook pages, too. Uh, and we'll be back in a bit to wrap up our number one next on the BS Sports Show. Hi, this is Billy Elvis, and along with Moe Time, we host the B.S. Sports Show, now on Yahoo Sports Radio Indiana, which can be found at indianasportsradio.com. Tune in for our unique slant on the world of sports, covering your teams in the state of Indiana, as well as the top national stories, too. The B.S. Sports Show. I'm at Billy Elvis, Moe Time's at Mo Radio Show, at B.S. Sports the Fan. Now on Yahoo Sports Radio Indiana, at indianasportsradio.com.
5: At McDuff Realty Group, their top priority is helping you achieve maximum results from the purchase or sale of your home. With over 20 years of marketing and sales experience, Joe Shoemaker and his team will provide you with an aggressive, passionate strategy that delivers the results you expect. For real estate services in central Indiana, call Joe Shoemaker at 317-413-8501 or visit online at mcduffrealty.com.
4: At Ruoff Home Mortgage, we understand that every borrower is different, so we offer a variety of products to meet your individual mortgage financing needs, including conventional, FHA, VA, USDA, new construction, first-time home Buyers, reverse mortgages, and, of course, refinancing. Want to learn more? Just call Brian Graham, the Mortgage Man, at 260-248-8333, or visit him online at ruoff.com backslash Brian Graham, and let them help you finance the home of your dreams.
3: Hi, this is Billy Elvis and along with Mo Time, we host the B.S. Sports Show weekdays from 7 to 9. And every Friday as well as Monday, we're at Wrigley Field Bar and Grill sports' Best Damn Sports Bar. Fridays, it's part of the original weekend starter party with the all-you-can-eat wing and fish buffet, 8.50 adults, 4 bucks for kids and great prizes. And Monday, lots of special guests including Comet Head Coach Gary Graham and Matt Ants Head Coach Connor Henry. It's the B.S. Sports Show weekdays 7 to 9 and at Wrigley Field Bar and Grill in georgetown north every monday and friday night when you're looking for a new home why not seek the counsel of a friend who happens to know the housing market like the back of her hand natalie letterly of united country natalie l real estate can answer all questions about buying or selling a home and she can provide valuable information that's important to your family natalie will provide you with a detailed summary of area schools nearby amenities and homeowner testimonials about the neighborhood of your choice Call Natalie, 260 388 9588, and start looking for your new home today.
0: Okay, so what do you have? Ryan, what do you think? Oh, uh. Oh. Um. Lally
1: gang, it ain't for leaders. They're too busy making plays happen, answering the call, earning their big boy pants. Isn't it time to be the
0: leader you were born to be? The playbook's right there, Captain. What's the call? we we'll of nachos, fried pickles, pretzels, buffalitos, honey barbecue wings, and waters. All around. Right. Grab a seat. The game is on. Buffalo Wild Wings. wings, beer, sports.
5: Ugh, I hate these big-ass prices. Sounds like you could use some big-ass savings. I'd love some big-ass savings. Kmart Shop Your Way members save 30 cents a gallon.
1: 30 cents a gallon? That's a big-ass discount. Mm,
0: big-ass discount.
5: A really big-ass discount. Really big-ass discount. Honey, this solves your big-ass problem.
0: Totally solves my big-ass problem. Yeah,
5: look at that big-ass truck.
0: It's big-ass, man.
5: Hello, big-ass man.
0: Shop your way, members. Get big-ass savings. Save 30 cents a gallon when you spend $50 or more at Kmart. It's the BS Sports Show. I'm not going to say that I didn't Hope. deserve applause, because it did.
3: Uh. We uh, hope you're enjoying yourselves nearly as much as we are on the BS Sports Show with you weeknights from 7 to 9. Uh, got DC Hendricks lined up talking NBA draft with us at the top of the hour or close to it, maybe a little after 8. Thanks for tuning in, whether it's uh, via the links at the BS Sports com or you've checked us out at the all new Yahoo Sports Radio Indiana, which is at Indiana Sports com. Uh, Debate heating up for uh, National League Rookie of the Year, Chris Bryant or Jock Peterson. Uh, Both of them uh, have a case. Uh, Chris Bryant is a beast. I mean, he's an absolute beast. Uh, He's not a surprise anymore, and he's still having success. It's fun to watch.
2: Yeah, and you know, now that the Cubs have control of him for another year, I'm not as mad as I was at the beginning of the year, but (laughs) I I don't know. But I don't know what type of, of message that sends a work hard, be good enough. But when it comes down to being a financial thing, we're going to send you down to the minors. You know, I, I don't know that's a good message for the, uh,
3: for the young kids. Well, I mean, business is business. I mean, you know, just like it's a player's right to do whatever he can to, to make as much as he can. Uh, it's also the team's right to uh, exercise options that save them money from time to time. It's not the end of the world. This kid's still on center stage and, uh, like I said, he's in the thick of the talk for uh, NL Rookie of the Year. Probably will win NL Rookie of the Year if his numbers stay anywhere near where they are now. Who knows? Well, the thing is
2: that is scares me, if, if you've been a Cubs fan for a long time, uh, is that when Cubs when the Cubs get great players, they tend to not uh, to not keep them around long enough. So, you know, like after Greg Maddox won his first Cy Young in 1990, eh, we shipped him to the Braves where he won, what, three more? You know, right. so uh, it, it scares me. Theos uh, seem to have done better with this, but it's always scary when the Cubs develop their own great players because they tend to seem, they tend to uh, send them packing.
3: Yeah, I know, I know. I mean, you got to try to let go of the fact that I know you're talking about over a hundred years of misery here without a World Series yeah. win, but uh, this this latest if you will, of the Theo Epstein era. So all that happened prior to Theo, forget about it. This is a new Chicago Cubs franchise and in the right direction for the first time in a long time. And enjoy the ride, Cubs fans. Don't be cynical. Don't be cynical. Well, it's hard not to be.
2: I mean, you realize that usually we've been out of uh, playoff contention for about a month and a half at this point now.
3: I know. That's (laughs) what I'm saying. You're
2: you're a rising star now in in baseball. Right, but it's hard not to think that this is all going to fall apart because what are the Cubs great at doing? If they could have a good first half, they can have an even more miserable second half. Well,
3: I mean, obviously there's a ton of baseball left. They haven't even gotten to the midway point yet. But uh, that said, um, you've you got to love the way it's looking at this point in the season. Sure, it can any any of the front runners can tank from here on out. Uh, and, yes, the Cubs have a history of that, so I understand
1: <laughs> you and,
3: and other Cubs fans' cynicism. But you got to try to let go of it and enjoy the ride. Don't wait for it to fall apart on you.
2: That's my problem, you know. I've realized in life that's what I do. I don't enjoy anything. I always wait for it to fall apart, yeah. and and it, and it does because I don't enjoy it while it's going on. It, it falls apart because that's what I wait for. So I normally get what I want, yeah. you know, or what I'm thinking is going to happen. I normally get it. So maybe if I could turn that around,
3: life would yeah. be good.
2: But I don't know that I can.
3: Well, I mean, there is an old saying too. You know, uh, it's better to first and hope for the best. So that's that's the Cubs fan personified. <laughs> Prepare for the worst, hope for the best.
2: Well, yeah, and 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 that's what I've done. I've prepared for the worst. I, I haven't even, uh, you know, I, I haven't got the Cubs jersey out this year yet. Uh, you know, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Of course, none of the players are still there from the Cubs jersey I bought a couple of years ago anymore. So you know, you gotta
5: I gotta At, go out.
2: Uh, I, I think that's why they do that. You know, they make me go spend another hundred and thirty nine dollars to get another jersey if they just re- <laughs> reshuffle the players every couple of years. The Cubs are genius. They make a ton of merchandise. <laughs>
3: All right, uh, switching gears before we get to the top of the hour and uh, get D.C. Hendricks on talking uh, NBA draft. Uh, Well, the National Hockey League's Board of Governors authorized uh, Commissioner Gary Bettman to open the expansion process. Uh, And I think everybody knows that expansion into the wrong markets has been part of the problem for the NHL. Uh, So here they are talking expansion. Get which one of the markets is included. Las Vegas. Now I know that people from all the world coming in, but they're not there to go see hockey games. (laughs) They're there to blow their money in a casino. Now, yeah, dude, I, I to me, you know, hockey does not belong in the desert. I know it's an entertainment mecca. I know they can bank off. Uh, you know, people coming into town that are hockey fans, maybe timing it out, you know, when you're when your Blackhawks are in Vegas, you make a Vegas trip and you see the v- Blackhawks. Uh, but still, I mean, I was firsthand uh, on board out in Phoenix when the uh, Glendale Arena opened, the Phoenix Coyotes started playing, and you want to talk about the most ho-hum atmosphere for hockey. It was out there in the desert. And, yes, I know they've had less than stellar teams out there in Phoenix, uh, but then again, you know, you can have a less-than-stellar team and have huge fan support if you're playing hockey where hockey's played. Winter well, weather cities. I
2: mean, the thing is, though, Vegas is one of the fastest-growing cities in the country, A. B, you've got a lot of sports bettors that come out there who would love to, I think, watch live sports. You know, they they draw for boxing. They draw for MMA. They draw for wrestling out there. They draw for their baseball team. Why not? Why not have a professional sports out there? I mean, sports gambling, obviously huge in Vegas. Uh, Like you said, the tourists, if your team's in town, but, you know, Vegas, one of the largest growing cities, fastest growing cities in America. I I think it makes total sense.
3: Well, I mean, it does open up the whole can of worms, and why, you know, professional sports has never been in Vegas. Uh, You know, just because of the implications, and and you being right in the backyard of all the bookies and and, and, uh, sports books out there. Uh, Now, Gary Bettman has said that it does not necessarily mean that expansion will occur. Uh, They're just going to listen to those that are interested, open up the process, figure out what to do, and think about expanding from its 30-team roster so it's not guaranteed. Uh, and, And they're also looking at about $500 million in an expansion fee. So that's a lot of money in the pocket of the NHL.
2: Well, they have that brand-new arena that's being built out there that uh, that the MGM is building down the street from their hotel, that that uh, humongous arena they're going to have concerts and things in. So, I mean, it makes sense. Uh, the other cool thing that the NHL was doing is, did you see that it's just waiting for approval, the overtime next year will be three-on-three.
3: Three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, talk about wide-open fun hockey.
2: Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, the Comets played in – didn't they do that in their league, uh, one of the leagues they were in previously? Didn't they play three-on-three three in overtime at the IHL or –
3: uh, yeah, you know, it seems to be, I remember that, I, I can't remember if it was the UHL or which one of the, I mean, it they've, was one they've though, done, yeah, and it
2: was amazing hockey to watch, because it, it, yeah. you're right, it was wide open, it was, uh, and there was very few times it went to a shootout, because that three on three for five minutes is, uh, it, it goes quick,
3: oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know, uh, and the whole Vegas thing, I mean, maybe that would help boost hockey's popularity, uh, I think to, so. be that, to be that first pro franchise that cracks the Vegas market,
2: yeah, I mean, in the NBA All Star Game, All Star Week festivities drew out there. I think that you know, and the races draw out there, right? That they have NASCAR in Vegas. I mean, you know. Oh yeah. yeah. I, I think that uh, I think that it could draw well. I mean, you know, I've gone to games in, in other markets when I've been in towns that I wasn't there to see. I've gone to see the Nashville Predators a couple of times when I've been in Nashville. Uh, you know, so it's uh, there's times I've seen teams that I don't follow or, or root for just because it was cool to go check it out.
3: Well, I certainly hope there's another Canadian team in the mix, too, for the health of the sport. I mean, I, I think Vegas would be wonderful for the health of the sport. Uh, but I also think, uh, you know, getting another team up in the, in the Great White North where, where, the, where the passion for hockey is coast-to-coast, coast, north and south, everywhere. Uh, you can't say that in this country. You can say that in Canada. I think it's important that there's a, uh, they look at another Canadian team in the NHL.
2: How many places, though, have failed in the United States? I mean, you know, Hartford? Uh,
3: yeah, you know, Atlanta. Atlanta.
2: Atlanta. Phoenix is trying to times. push its own team out. I know. I know. You know, and uh, uh, are we to the point to where we give Seattle or Portland a team?
3: Yeah. Um,
2: I mean, Seattle would make sense. It's right next to Canada. That, that would make sense.
3: Yeah, you know, either one of those cities, because, um, you, you know, Seattle losing the NBA, that'd be a nice little boost to have an NHL team. Well, uh, and in, you're right. You know, and you're right. What a nice little built-in rivalry with Vancouver, right up there.
2: Well, that, and then you you figure that they're trying to build a new arena up there, and if they can get that funding for a new arena, and they have a team coming in. Now it's easier to push an NBA team back up to Seattle, or you know, it, it shocks me that Indianapolis hasn't been looked at uh, more favorably with Bankers Life Fieldhouse for an NHL team. Columbus supports one. Indianapolis is a bigger city. Why why couldn't Indianapolis support one? Well,
3: uh, that's uh, that's a fair point, man. And Columbus is just starting to take off. It took them a while to support hockey. Um but then again again you gotta build a winner too. It can't be a you can't be a doormat and they were a doormat for <laughs> uh most of the beginning years of the franchise. But well, it, yeah, yeah. go ahead. I, I think I think Indianapolis, because of the success of AAA A baseball, would rather they got a, a major league baseball team than an NHL team. But I think they'd take what they could get for uh tourism and for money.
2: Well and the thing is though is that you've got a building already there to do that? Where if you bring in a major league baseball team, you've got to, you're gonna to have to build a new stadium. You, you, I don't think, right. I don't know that you can expand the victory field enough to bring in a major league baseball team, but you know you you look at it and it took the Colts a while to get going too. But once you started putting a winner on the field, the, the fans came and you can do the same. I, I think with hockey down there as well, especially you know the downtown area looks like beautiful down there. You know I would go down there to watch anything at this point. You know.
3: Well. I mean, Indianapolis has had a hard enough time uh, having support for both of their pro franchises at the same time. You know, it seems to have been ebbs and flows, you know. the uh, When the Colts, you know, weren't embraced uh, after coming from Baltimore, you know, it was a Pacers town, and then, you know, the Pacers fell into disarray, and then it became a Colts town with Peyton. And, you know, has it ever been, maybe the last couple of years, it's been a Colts. Yeah, and last the Pacers three or four town, years. finally. Uh, but uh, still without a championship. <laughs>
2: There was a championship in '06. you douche. Come on now. You going to start getting on my football team now as well? I mean,
3: that, dude, bagging that, on my
2: Cubs, on, on my
3: football team, that, on my basketball team? That predates the Pacers uh, being good. <laughs>
2: yeah, fair enough. It, it was it was pretty nasty for the years that Danny Granger. And there was another great uh, draft pick for Larry Bird, Danny Granger. Uh, uh, you're right, those, those, those teams in those years were horrible. I, I don't know. It would be cool, though, to see the NHL, I think, in Indianapolis. If Columbus can do it. And their arena is smaller than Baker's Life Fieldhouse to, uh, to to see an NHL team there. And, you know, they've started to support hockey more, obviously, enough to where the ECHL wanted to go there, albeit out at the fairgrounds. But that arena's a, a nice size arena down there. Why not? Why not the NHL in Indianapolis?
3: Well, we'll see if they put in a bid or make a compelling offer. Tell you what, let's get that break in, get our uh, NBA expert on next, uh, D.C. Hendricks talking NBA draft and uh, the latest NBA flurry of NBA news today with Players opting out and opting in, so we'll get DC Hendricks' take on that next to start hour number two. Thanks for tuning in. Mo time is at Mo Radio Show on Twitter. I'm at Billy Elvis at BS Sports the Fan. Mo, you still periscoping your uh, Apple's Red Ale in your empty apartment? I am.
2: I am. My I, uh, my. I I, <laughs> I went to the. I meant to go get Kool Aid today to mix with the vodka that's in my uh, freezer with my one uh, my one Hot Pocket and my empty box of waffles. <laughs> but uh, I didn't I didn't make it. I didn't, I totally forgot until just now. So it was back to the Red Zapple Ale that uh, I hope doesn't have an expiration date. It still tastes good. And no, I, I was asking, experience. before you go to break, do, do pickles have an expiration date? Because I've had some in there yeah. for a while, and they look really good, but I can't find an expiration date on them. Do they expire?
3: No, but I think after a certain amount of time, the vinegar becomes wine, and you can actually catch a buzz off the pickles. Right, I'm going to try that during the break. Mo's getting high on pickles Stick around, hour number two starts next More NBA with D.C. Hendricks It's the B.S. Sports Show Hi, this is Billy Elvis, and along with Motime, Time, we host the B.S. Sports Show, now on Yahoo Sports Radio Indiana, which can be found at indianasportsradio.com. Tune in for our unique slant on the world of sports, covering your teams in the state of Indiana, as well as the top national stories, too. The B.S. Sports Show. I'm at Billy Elvis, Motimes Time's at Mo Radio Show, at B.S. Sports the Fan. Now on Yahoo Sports Radio Indiana, at indianasportsradio.com.
5: At McDuff Realty Group, their top priority is helping you achieve maximum results from the purchase or sale of your home. With over 20 years of marketing and sales experience, Joe Shoemaker and his team will provide you with an aggressive, passionate strategy that delivers the results you expect. For real estate services in central Indiana, call Joe Shoemaker at 317-413-8501 or visit online at mcduffrealty.com.
4: At Ruoff Home Mortgage, we understand that every borrower is different, so we offer a variety of products to meet your individual mortgage financing needs, including conventional, FHA, VA, USDA, new construction, first-time home Buyers, reverse mortgages, and, of course, refinancing. Want to learn more? Just call Brian Graham, the Mortgage Man, at 260-248-8333, or visit him online at ruoff.com backslash Brian Graham, and let them help you finance the home of your dreams.
3: Hi, this is Billy Elvis and along with Mo Time, we host the B.S. Sports Show weekdays from 7 to 9. And every Friday as well as Monday, we're at Wrigley Field Bar & Grill Fort's Best Damn Sports Bar. Fridays, it's part of the original weekend starter party with the All-You-Can-Eat Wing & Fish Buffet, 8.50 adults, 4 bucks for kids and great prizes. And Monday, lots of special guests including Comet Head Coach Gary Graham and Matt Ants Head Coach Connor Henry. It's the B.S. Sports Show weekdays 7 to 9 and at Wrigley Field Bar & Grill in georgetown
0: north every monday okay so what do you have ryan what do you
1: think oh uh oh um Lallygag, it ain't for leaders they're too busy making plays happen answering the call earning their big boy
0: pants isn't it time to be the leader you were born to be the playbook's right there captain what's the call? We'll have nachos, fried pickles, pretzels, buffalitos, honey barbecue wings, and waters. All around. Right. Grab a seat. The game is on. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, beer, sports.
5: Ugh, I hate these big ass prices. Sounds like you could use some big ass savings. I'd love some big ass savings. Kmart Shop Your Way members save 30 cents a gallon.
0: 30 cents
1: a gallon? That's a big ass discount. Mm. Big ass discount.
5: A really big ass discount. Really big ass discount. Honey,
0: this solves your big ass problem.
5: Totally solves my big ass problem. Yeah, look at that big ass truck.
0: It's big ass man.
5: Hello, big ass man.
0: Shop your way members, get big ass savings. Save 30 cents a gallon when you spend $50 or more at Kmart.
3: When you're looking for a new home, why not seek the counsel of a friend who happens to know the housing market like the back of her hand? Natalie Letterly of United Country Natalie L. Real Estate can answer all questions about buying or selling a home, and she can provide valuable information that's important to your family. Natalie will provide you with a detailed summary of area schools, nearby amenities, and homeowner testimonials about the neighborhood of your choice. Call Natalie, 260-388-9588, and start looking for your new home today.
0: It's the BS Sports Show. This man is hanging by a string. I, I think that he is a, a borderline
2: psychotic at this point.
3: Hey, welcome back to the show. I'm Matt Billy Elvis at Mo Radio Show. It's Mo Time, uh, and my buddy, my pal, uh, my brother from another mother, at D.C. Hendricks on the uh, line with us right now. Uh, DC, first off, uh, appreciated your skills last Thursday night at the uh, Easter Seals Ark basketball game. Yeah, you got, you got some game, brother.
7: <laughs> hey, th- <laughs> hey uh, they, thanks for acknowledging me. Thanks for acknowledging me. I'm uh, hopefully, I get drafted tomorrow night. Yeah, you, so, got yeah. you got high hopes. Got hopes. Well, what would you say, Mo? What, you invited
3: DC too,
2: Shrocky, and not me. Not even an invite.
7: <laughs> you invited <laughs> even
2: me to come take pictures. You douche. Really?
3: There's a few of us that still uh, have duties with ESPN, uh, of which you're not one.
2: (laughs) Well, hey, ironically, we get paid
3: the same for that, though. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) 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 Touche.
6: Touche, my friend. Touche.
3: Hey, uh, DC, uh, are you as excited as we are about the NBA draft tomorrow night and how it's going to unfold?
7: I am. I am. Um, I'm a little optimistic. Um kinda I'm just anxious to see what's gonna happen. I'm expecting a lot of trades to go down. I think it's gonna be very active. The team's gonna be very active in the trade. They're gonna trade probably within the top ten picks. I think it's gonna be at least two trades.
3: Wow, that'd be nice. That'd be nice because it could really change the landscape of the NBA. I mean, if teams are trading, obviously it's contenders we're talking about here. That's what you have in mind, right, D C?
7: Absolutely. I'm I'm expecting, you know, uh the Kings i expecting the Kings to do something. They've been very active lately. Uh, Lando Magic, been trying to move up. The Knicks, Knicks and Suns have been discussing, swapping picks. The Nuggets have been active and talking about trading for Reed and for Cousins. It, you know, I'm just ready for something to go down and see how it's all going to unfold.
2: DC, is it impossible if you're Phil Jackson not to take Eric Bledsoe and trade your pick? You've got a proven NBA point guard and you have no idea with your pick what you get. Uh, do you trade that pick for Eric Bledsoe to the Phoenix Suns?
7: Oh, absolutely! If I'm Phil Jackson, I'm pulling a trigger on that. But uh, Phoenix Suns need to think twice because you know they've been making some dumb decisions. You know, I'm a Phoenix Suns fan, and I'm not a fan of the moves they've been making lately. Uh, like this past off season, they signed and drafted like ten point guards, and then traded Isaiah Thomas at the trade deadline, and you know it, it was it was just a pointless off season last last year. So I'm you know. They really need to think about what they're doing before they make that kind of a decision.
3: Talking to uh, D.C. Hendricks on Twitter, at D.C. Hendricks. D.C., you know, um, with the opt-outs and opt-ins we heard about today, Cleveland keeping around Moscow, that's not a surprise. Uh, Kevin Love opting out. I'm not overtly surprised by that. Doesn't mean he's leaving anywhere. Um, But do you see... Kevin Love going somewhere else, or is this this just a formality? The Cavs are going to re-sign him to a max deal. He'll be back in the fold uh, for a, a chance at a repeat trip to the finals.
7: Oh, I think he's leaving. He's gone, I, I, really, huh? I, I think he's leaving. Um, no, it, it was just, uh, you know, even when he was playing with LeBron, I didn't really see, you know, the great tandem they, you know, potentially could have been. So, I think he is going to leave, and I'm expecting him in a Laker uniform next season.
2: Well, you were talking with D.C. Hendricks, sidelinesportsreport.com is his website. Uh, where do you see uh, the uh, the Lakers going tomorrow? Because a lot of people think that it'll be a Jaleel Okafor, as, as supposedly the Timberwolves have already uh, let Carl Anthony Towns know he'll be the number one pick. Or do they turn around and they go point guard and, and go Russell tomorrow night? The Lakers have another team that hasn't made a bunch of wise decisions in the last uh, two or three years. What do the Lakers do tomorrow night?
7: I think they go Okafor. Um, you know, I think they're pretty much locked in on him. They've actually worked him out more n- numerous amount of times. I-, I think they're pretty much locked in on Okafor. I don't think it makes much sense to take Russell at this point. You know, I, I don't think because he's gonna be a point guard in my opinion. You know, he's not he's not good enough offensively to be a shooting guard and you know you know he's six i believe he's 6-4 so you know he's it's it's going to be tough for him to be a shooting guard especially you know backing up kobe i think he's a point guard and they don't need one right now you know they have clarkson who was just uh all rookie first team this past season i, I don't think they go russell
3: Uh, D.C., we were talking to Phil B. Wilson from PacersPress.com last hour. Uh, He seems to think that uh, the the new trend in the NBA is going to be what Steve Kerr and the Golden State Warriors accomplished this year, Uh, a little effort at small ball. Um, David West opt out today. Uh, He's gone. Roy Hibbert could opt out, which would seem foolish, but it could happen. Uh, we could see a, a very different look with the Pacers next year if all that happens, if if Roy opts out too. But even if Roy doesn't opt out and what they try to do and what they uh, try to accomplish, uh, do, do you see uh, other teams uh, in the copycat mode of the Gordon, Golden State Warrior template with that small ball kind of thing?
7: Uh, I, I definitely think teams are going to go that route. Uh, one team that comes to mind who I think has been, you know, one guy I think has been watching them closely is Phil Jackson with the Knicks.
4: I think yep. they might
7: share that. You know, they really don't have a whole lot of size. And Phil Jackson has, has been very vocal about them, you know, how great team ball they play. And I think I think a team like the Knicks are going to, uh, you know, copy that a little bit. And I, I actually think it is going to become a trend in the NBA altogether, but not just teams. I think, you know, teams are going to look at it like, hey, maybe we don't need a seven-and-a-half-foot guy at, at center. Maybe we can go small ball and we can win that way.
2: DC, when you look at uh, contenders, uh, normal contenders tomorrow, uh, you, you do see the the Pacers, that uh, are normally a contending team up there, the Miami Heat. Uh, where does Miami go? What do they do? They've got an agent Dwayne Wade that we don't know if he's going to be back or not. Uh, they've got uh, Chris Bosh coming off injury. What what do the Heat do with their draft pick tomorrow night?
7: In my opinion, they should take anything that's on the board other than a point guard.
6: <laughs>
7: best if the best person available is. You know, I'm expecting them to, you know, take a guy like Devin Booker um, or possibly maybe uh, Ubri from Kansas. You know, they really need a wing player or a shooting guard. They need a, need a guy to go to on the wing, a scorer. Um, you know, they really don't need a whole lot of size. Either. Bosch is still Bosh. You know, he's still good. He'll hopefully he come back next season healthy. Uh, Whiteside definitely emerged as one of the, you know, top big men in the league. had a great season. I obviously don't need a point guard. They have Drogic. Um uh, uh what's that uh, just Napier. A they Napier on the point. So, you know, I'm expecting them to take a wing player to score alongside those guys. Well, Which team's going to benefit the
3: most out of this draft? Uh just a uh, a hunch tomorrow night DC is Philadelphia going to finally become respectable? <laughs> no.
7: No. No, 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 no. no. Philly and I feel so bad for them. Yeah. I really you know, they unfortunate you know Noel went down his first season and he's probably going to miss the whole next season uh, I don't know if you guys read that report yeah and yeah, might miss the whole next season so it's like you know say say for example the Lakers end up taking Russell they 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 have to take Okafor you know like you can't you can't rely on Embiid for your future at this point right and if Okafor is on the board you you, you got to take him so it's you know they they would definitely be bashed heavily, you know if that if that's how that went, you know they're gonna, everybody's gonna be like hey, did they they the three big men three years in a row, but you know at, I just feel so bad for them. They're they're probably the worst team I've <laughs> seen. Them. I've never seen a team in this bad a position than the Philadelphia seventy sixers.
2: DC, we've seen the Charlotte Hornets already move Lance Stevenson. We've seen them now. Uh, Move the contract to Matt Barnes, plus Noah Vonleh and Jared Henderson. Getting back Nicholas Batum. Uh, are, are the Trailblazers by moving Batum already? And who knows if they'll be able to sign resign Wesley Matthews? Uh, if uh, Lamarcus Aldridge would happen to uh, opt out or not or happen not to resign with uh, Portland, are we seeing the Trailblazers who would have been a playoff team and a rebuild that quickly?
7: Absolutely. If they if they lose Aldridge, Batum, and Matthews, that's it. You know that's that's three key starting. So that's key guys in the starting lineup that's you know that's definitely going to set them back and you know at this point you know it's going to be hard to lure anybody to portland against you know new york or la you know everybody's going to be wanting to go there so it's, it's going to be very tough and that they will definitely enter rebuilding mode instantly if that happens yeah um
3: we we've heard uh various different trade rumors and scenarios and and we had heard that the Celtics are trying to reacquire Paul Pierce, uh, Brook Lopez, and Kevin Love, uh, reassemble another big three to go with all those young guys for Brad Stevens. I don't know if that's going to happen. That, that remains to be seen. I'm convinced Love is back with Cleveland, but I'm, I guess I'm alone in that sentiment of the three of us, anyway. Uh, but you know, obviously, there, there's there's lots of other uh, talk going on out there with what the Lakers want to the, do. The Lakers appear to be a team that is going to try to be really, really aggressive. Doesn't mean they're going to have success with that, but they appear like they want to be aggressive, Uh, whether it's the draft, whether it's trades, whether it's free agency, whatever the case may be. Uh, Can the Lakers turn it around, like, next year, uh, assuming Kobe's at all like Kobe and healthy and whatever they do this year?
7: Uh, No, I, I really don't expect that quick of a turnaround. It's definitely going to be a process. Because, you know, you know, they've been trying to trade for Cousins. Um, they've been very active in trying to get Kevin yeah. Love the last couple seasons. You know, even if they do get one of those guys, it's, it's, they still have so long to go. Um, their their bench is terrible. You know, they don't have much depth at all. So it's definitely going to take a couple seasons regardless. If they get Cousins, Love, Okafor, it doesn't matter.
2: DC, what's number one on the, uh, on the agenda of the Golden State Warriors NBA champs? I would assume it is uh... – it is their uh, uh, Draymond Green, their uh, their defensive player of the year on their team, at least. Uh, if for some reason they can't get, can't get Draymond Green to resign, if he gets offered a, an astronomical amount somewhere else, what do they do to fill that role of Draymond Green on their team should they not be able to resign him?
7: Hmm, that's a good question. I like that one. Um, you know, at that point, you know, it's you know they they have so much depth, man. It's it's gonna have to be next man up. You know, instantly Harrison Barnes becomes that guy. You know he's gonna have to fill that void. They're both about the same size, and you know save save that money to keep all the rest of your guys. You know Draymond Green has a big ego, so it wouldn't shock me if he if he wants to go elsewhere. So you know at that point Harrison Barnes gonna have to step up and dollar make sure you keep those guys. Talking to DC
3: Hendricks, you know something that's that's gone down. Uh, I I I can't believe it's. Take until now to get your thoughts on this the atlanta hawks uh, incredible season last year i mean obviously came to an end in the playoffs uh but you know the underlying story all season long was the whole danny ferry situation and you know his racist comment with regard to uh jeremy lynn uh do you feel bad for danny ferry in this do you feel he gets exactly what he deserved it, it appears it's He's going to be exiled from the NBA, and he wasn't a bad NBA front office guy. He just right got um, caught, got caught saying bad racist things.
7: Right, right. I, I definitely feel, I, I feel for him. I'm, I'm I'm I show a little sympathy, you know, just because the, the, what he's done with that franchise. You yeah. know, he he did that. You know, he was the guy. He was the mastermind behind this.
6: Mm-hmm. You know, he
7: built that incredible roster that won sixty plus games. You know, right. he he built that number one team in the conference. So it's kind of unfortunate that, you know, he had he had to be treated this way over a comment. And you know, it, it's it really doesn't bother me. Like the comment doesn't, you know, it it's really like fine him. Like, you know, just just fine him and maybe suspend him. Like I I don't know. I just don't agree with that, especially what he's done for that franchise. He's done you so much.
3: Sir, are you saying it's okay to joke about, you know, you know, with racist comments like he like he did? I just want your thoughts.
7: Yeah, I mean, you know, everybody makes mistakes, man. Like, you know, I, I, you, you remember how I felt about Sterling, uh, Don yeah. Sterling with the Clippers, yeah. like that stuff just doesn't. It, it just doesn't bother me, man. It really doesn't, because everybody, you know, everybody has their own opinions. Everybody has their own sense of humor. I don't know. I, I just feel the way he's done for that franchise is, you know, incredible, incredible.
3: Maybe he was the victim of, of coming in the aftermath of Donald Sterling, where they had to be <laughs> uber careful about you know r- racial slurs and situations like that. Right,
0: right. Well, I dude, agree.
2: His, his comment was about Luau Deng, so I don't know if that made it more touchy because it was another African-American and not. And, yeah. you know, it, maybe if it's Jeremy Lin, it does make a difference. But the, the thing that, that I didn't get about the whole thing is why, why suspend the guy basically for a year? You know, he he hasn't been around the office. He's been he's been basically out of the office for a year. Why wait a year to make a buyout with him or to fire him? Why wait a year? That part didn't make sense to me because, obviously, if you're going to have the guy around for a year, not in the office, Ooh. and you're paying him, there obviously was a plan for him somewhere, somehow. Right, right. Why keep him around right. for a year, and then now all of a sudden, now he's bought out a year later? Well, I mean, part of it's the ownership change, but
3: you know, it, it – it's definitely, you know, it's unfortunate because Danny Ferry is a very good basketball mind. He was proving to be one of those sharp young dudes in the front office. And uh, and, and like I say, now he's probably going to be exiled. And this this in light of uh, the, the harsh reaction from all the NBA players to the Donald Sterling situation. And then, you know, not long after, we hear racist comments from... Uh, uh, another member of management in another NBA team. I mean, they got to save face. They got to they got to protect the integrity of the league, and they certainly uh, understand racism is out there, but they don't want it within their own teams. But but it was in an email,
2: and I think that makes it a little different. And I think there'll be a desperate team out there who will who will bring Danny Ferry back. I think there will be a desperate team out there that wants to rebuild on the cheap, like Atlanta did. That within a year or so will bring Danny Ferry into that organization, or will have him. As an off-site advisor, that, and that seems to be the thing now. You can get in trouble. Yeah. Now we'll just have you as an advisor. Remember, the Colts brought in Jim Tressel to be the review, uh, the replay
3: right. coach. Right. I mean, right. you know,
2: you can get in trouble now. You're a, you're an advisor.
3: Yeah. well. And Donnie Walsh is uh, assisting of the of the Pacers process. Hey, what about the Pacers, DC? Uh, mm-hmm. How do, you, how do you, you know with David West opting out today and the potential of Roy Hibbert opting out and uh, you know, Paul George is coming back, but uh, everything else going on. Uh, do you see them going small, or do you see them going big, or best available?
7: I definitely see them going smaller. Um, you know, Hibbert's a good player. I, I just don't think longevity. I don't. I don't think he's going to be as like I, I. Basically, long story short, I don't think he's going to be good too much longer. He doesn't have too many years left in him. I'm not a big fan. Um, it's kind of. He just doesn't have much skill, man. Like he he's just he's just out of control. Like he just doesn't he doesn't help the offense flow well. He takes yeah. bad shots. I think they just need to start from scratch and I I have them in my mock draft at number 10 taking Cameron Payne point guard out of Murray State. I think they really need a distributing point guard to help move that offense a little bit and uh Payne is the best point guard in this draft. In this draft, he's the best point guard in this draft. Peer point guard skills He's the best in his draft, and they get him with the steal at number 10.
3: So the Pacers are done with the experiment of George Hill as point guard. I hope so.
7: <laughs> I really hope so. George Hill is a shooting guard. He's the guy that needs to come off screen and hit that three. That's George Hill's game, in my opinion. Every And then every once in a while when Payne comes out or whoever, whoever they get to be the actual point guard, then George Hill can come in off the bench or whatever. But I don't think George Hill is a point guard.
2: Do the Pacers, though, have to readjust D.C. after David West does opt out, if he is, in fact, retiring, and, and whether or not they have to wait and see what Roy Hibbert does? Don't the Pacers have to adjust and maybe look for a big man now, whether it be if Willie Cauley-Stein falls to them or, or Frank Kaminsky? It, because now you've, you you could potentially lose your, your two front court guys. You've definitely lost one. Do the Pacers yeah. have to
7: readjust at this point, even though their need for a point guard? Oh, absolutely, yeah. At this point, you know, it, it wouldn't shock me for them to take a Kaminsky or Stein, if he's available, which I seriously doubt he's gonna be available. He might even, I could see the magic reaching for him at five. So I, I don't really don't think Stein's gonna be available at you know at number ten. But you know, with Stola getting aging, uh, Hibbert not being what they thought he was gonna be, West opting out, you know, they 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 really will need a big man, and it wouldn't shock me for them to take uh, Kaminsky at number ten. It really wouldn't.
3: All right, man. Well, we'll see how it all unfolds tomorrow night. D.C., as always, uh, a pleasure, man. Thanks for your insight, pal.
7: Absolutely. Thanks for having me again, guys.
3: I love it. You bet. Um, Our buddy, our pal, D.C. Hendricks, uh, he'll be on again, uh, I'm sure, later this week, uh, whether he knows it or not or likes it or not, uh, (laughs) to talk about uh, tomorrow night's NBA draft, because we definitely want his analysis once it's all said and done. I love the NBA draft. I, I love uh, the drama. Uh, um, you know, just when you think you've got it all figured out, you know how it's all going to be mapped out, a trade happens and kind of puts a wrench in all the works. Like D.C. says, you know, there's been talk of the Lakers taking uh, you know, the, the stud out of Ohio State instead of the big guy. So, you know, who knows how that has a rippled-out effect the rest of the draft if something subtle like that occurs.
2: Yeah, you know, and uh, and the, the Knicks could be first up to do that. You know, it it, it will depend, right. and you don't know what a team covets. That's the that's the biggest thing with the draft. You know, because we see it, we saw in the NFL draft, teams always like to reach, and uh, you know we're going to see it in the NBA draft. And, and I think tomorrow, Philly's like the most intriguing because I so hope that the Lakers take Russell, and the, that uh, that they had to take Okafor, take another big man. That would just that would make my day. <laughs>
3: Uh, All right, we're going to get a break in in this final hour. Thank you very much for tuning in. Mo Time is at Mo Radio Show. I'm at Billy Elvis at B.S. Sports the Fan on Twitter. And uh, we uh, have a whole lot yet to get to in this final hour of a Wednesday night edition of the show. Uh, Don't forget we start and end the week on the road with the B.S. Sports Show live at Wrigley Field Bar and Grill from 7 to 9 on Mondays and Fridays. So uh, plan now to join us for the weekend starter party this week. Big prizes, uh, great food on the all-you-can-eat wing and fish buffet, mantra karaoke with Jake, and uh, a whole lot of TVs, 50 HD and projection screen TVs. So if Wrigley can't find your game, no one can. Uh, That's this and every Friday and Monday from 7 to 9 at Wrigley Field during the BS Sports Show. Weekdays from 7 to 9. Stick around getting a break in. Back next on the BS Sports Show. Hi, this is sports Billy Show. Elvis, and along with Mo Time, we host the BS Sports Show. Now on Yahoo Sports Radio Indiana, which can be found at indianasportsradio.com. Tune in for our unique slant on the world of sports. Covering your teams in the state of Indiana as well as the top national stories, too. The BS Sports Show. I'm at Billy Elvis, Mo Times, at Mo Radio Show, at BS Sports The Fan. Now on Yahoo Sports Radio Indiana at IndianaSportsRadio.com.
5: At McDuff Realty Group, their top priority is helping you achieve maximum results from the purchase or sale of your home. With over 20 years of marketing and sales experience, Joe Shoemaker and his team will provide you with an aggressive, passionate strategy that delivers the results you expect. For real estate services in central Indiana, call Joe Shoemaker at 317-413-8501 or visit online at mcduffrealty.com.
4: At Home Mortgage, we understand that every borrower is different, so we offer a variety of products to meet your individual mortgage financing needs, including conventional, FHA, VA, USDA, new construction, first time home buyers, reverse mortgages, and of course, refinancing. Want to learn more? Just call Brian Graham, the mortgage man, at 260 248 8333 or visit him online at Ruolf.com backslash Brian Graham. And let them help you finance the home of your dreams.
3: Hi, this is Billy Elvis, and along with Mo Time, we host the BS Sports Show weekdays from seven to nine. And every Friday, as well as Monday, we're at Wrigley Field Bar and Grill, Sports Best Damn Sports Bar. Fridays, it's part of the original weekend starter party with the all-you-can-eat wing and fish buffet, eight fifty adults, four bucks for kids, and great prizes. And Monday, lots of special guests, including Comet head coach Gary Graham and Matt Ants head coach Connor Henry. It's the BS Sports Show weekdays seven to nine, and at Wrigley Field Bar and Grill in. Georgetown North every Monday and Friday night. Okay, so what do you
0: have? Ryan, what do
1: you think? Oh, uh, oh, um... Gag, it ain't for leaders. They're too busy making plays happen. Answering the call, earning their big boy pants. Isn't it time to be the leader you
0: were born to be? The playbook's right there, Captain. What's the call? We'll have nachos, fried pickles, pretzels, buffalitos, honey barbecue wings, and waters. All around. Right. Grab a seat. The game is on. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, fear, sports. Oh, I hate. When
3: you're looking for a new home, why not seek the counsel of a friend who happens to know the housing market like the back of her hand? Natalie Letterly of United Country Natalie L. Real Estate can answer all questions about buying or selling a home, and she can provide valuable information that's important to your family. Natalie will provide you with a detailed summary of area schools, nearby amenities, and homeowner testimonials about the neighborhood of your choice. Call Natalie, 260-388-9588, and start looking for your new home today.
2: It's the BS Sports Show. This man is hanging by a string. I I think that he is a a borderline psychotic at this point. Welcome back to the BS Sports Show. Thanks so much for joining us Wednesday night edition. We will be uh, off tomorrow night as uh, Billy will compete in uh, a talent contest, which will be fun to watch uh, if you have the chance to go out to uh, YOLO's uh, out there at Early Birds tomorrow night. And uh, watch him compete uh, for charity. Uh, I'm not sure what his talent will be, uh, which is shocking that uh, he was invited to a talent contest. But uh, uh, tomorrow night, you can uh, head out there and watch uh, Billy compete in the talent contest for charity, for MDA, tomorrow night uh, at uh, at YOLO's. Uh, get excited for the NBA draft tomorrow night as well. Uh, lots of trades have occurred so far today uh, already. So uh, hopefully that will lead up to some exciting trades tomorrow. But uh, we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see.
3: Yeah, obviously uh, um, the the ball is rolling. (laughs) And that makes uh, teams want to react. That makes teams want to make sure they're not left out of the mix. And we'll wait and see. I mean, you know, would I be horrendously surprised if Minnesota traded away the top pick? Yeah. Um, But... Could it happen? Yeah, yeah, it could happen, uh, and obviously that that can make or break a franchise if they make a bold move like that with the number one overall pick. Uh, you can't miss guy like Carl Anthony Towns or or even Joel Okafor. There, you know, how you know, how do you not take that as uh, as you know one of your best bets as uh, a building block for uh, the franchise of the future? Well, I think you do, and
2: you look at what he, Carl Anthony Townsend so We go in there with Andrew Wiggins, with Zach Levine, the point guard, and KG's there. So he's got a year right. to a under Kevin Garnett. I mean, you know, that seems like a great situation in Minnesota and a team that could be, you know, pretty damn good, especially if a team like Portland's breaking up. You know, you, Minnesota's no reason they couldn't sneak into the eighth spot.
3: I keep hearing all this DeMarcus Cousins stuff, and L.A. really wants him bad, but, you know, I, I'm not seeing DeMarcus Cousins leaving Portland. Are you really seeing that? You mean Sacramento? Sacramento? I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Sacramento. Uh, yeah. uh, no, do you, no. Do you, because, do you see that? No, George
2: Carl wants him gone, but uh, Vlade Divac and uh, the owner, uh, uh, Randev have said that there's no way they're trading him. But George yeah, Carl is the one that wants him gone.
3: And I've heard the rumors that Vlade Divac's time in Los Angeles and loyalty to the Lakers. I'm so sick of hearing about loyalty to the Lakers. People have talked about that with Phil Jackson and – and letting Carmelo go to the Lakers and give him a gift and yada, yada, yada. They don't do that anymore. You know, Buddy no. Divatch uh, was a Laker, but he also played for other teams. Uh, I'm so sick about the Lakers. I, you know, you got to talk about them, but I'm so sick of hearing about the Laker Mystique and all this crap. I'm sick I, of it.
2: I think the last time it was done was when Jerry West went to to Memphis and traded Pal Gasol yeah. for basically nothing.
3: That was yeah. the
2: last time a favor was done to the Lakers. Uh, no, it, maybe it's more likely that the Lakers could woo away uh, LaMarcus Aldridge from Portland, who's a free agent. Maybe that's a, right. a more likely scenario. But I don't. when you've got DeMarcus Cousins, who was averaging 27 points and 18 rebounds last year, I have a hard time seeing anybody get rid of him regardless. It, I, it's more likely George Carl's gone before uh, DeMarcus Cousins is. <laughs> uh,
3: no question about that one. Um yeah, you know, I, I look at it this way. I mean, there, there can definitely uh, be a, a trickle-down effect, and definitely a lot of turnover this year. Uh, but like DC Hendricks alluded to, you know, this very well could be a year where you know we're bored and nothing major happens, and you know it's status quo in the NBA.
2: Yeah, it's uh, you know and the other thing too about it is we talked about the copycat of, uh, of a Steve Ter- Kerr type coach. With the Warriors winning with, you know, basically what Mark Jackson put on the floor and a couple of tweaks here and there from Steve Kerr, does that make Mark Jackson the hottest coaching prospect now in the NBA?
3: Yeah, probably. Probably. Um I mean there's no question about it. The, the love that the Golden State Warriors showed Mark Jackson, you know, I want to tell you right now, who's to say Mark Jackson wouldn't have led this team to the title this year too? He he probably he very well may have. Uh, I think a lot of people were scratching their heads last year, you know, and and saying to themselves, "Really? I mean, that's that, that's kind of tough to do as good a job and as well liked as uh, Mark Jackson was to pull the trigger on him and bring in Steve Kerr. Uh, oh, by the way, who's never coached. <laughs> uh, it's it's like you know you pull the trigger on somebody that's had success with with great players." Uh, when you've got you know like a Phil Jackson coming in with his eleven rings to coach, not not a first time coach, and uh, I'm not trying to take away anything from Steve Kerr, but it just seemed like, wow, you, you guys really made that move. Uh, well, and him it, and the, it, it and seems, the owner, it, Joe seems, La- it seems genius in retrospect, but really, I mean, Mar- I, I firmly believe Mark Jackson could have led that team to a title this year too.
2: Well, the only reason that the the switch was made is because the owner Joe LaCombe, and Mark Jackson hated each other, you know, well, and- and the funny thing is, is that you know Steve Kerr had a great regular season record because he switched the starting lineup. He brought Andre Iguodala off the bench and put Harrison Barnes back in there. But what turned the series around was Mark Jackson's starting lineup from last year with Andre Iguodala and David Lee. That's what exactly. turned the series around for him was the <laughs> exactly. Mark Jackson starting lineup. So you're right. I think Mark Jackson could have, but with the infighting uh, between Mark Jackson and the management, who knows if that would have messed up the locker room because the locker room was definitely more harmonious this year than it was last year.
3: Yeah, I know. It's tough. I mean, it's really tough. I mean, on one hand, you say to yourself, uh, how often do we really work for somebody we like?
6: (laughs) Uh, How many people have
3: you worked for you've liked? It doesn't happen very often in any business, Uh, and that includes the NBA. But, yeah, I mean, obviously those rifts can occur, and and a good coach can be a casualty. Harbaugh in San Francisco in the NFL – in Chicago because of philosophy, and Mark Jackson just because they rubbed each other the wrong way in uh, in uh, Oakland. Well, like we talked with Jim Breiters last week, the NBA seems to fire more playoff
2: coaches than anybody because we yeah, saw no. Monty Williams in New Orleans. The first time New Orleans has been to the playoffs in a long time, boom, he's gone. We saw George Carl the other year when he was the coach of the year in Denver, oh. boom, he's gone. You know, it seems to happen in the NBA more, and we're still not uncertain if David Blatt sticks around. And he led, oh by the way, the Cleveland Cavaliers to the NBA Finals and the first Finals win in, in franchise history. He could be gone. Well,
3: how that's many of us? How many of us? I mean, obviously, we acknowledge uh, Popovich is uh, the best coach in the NBA, right? Right. I mean, I mean, assuming that. But how many of us had you know Thibodeau number two? You know, so the the number two best coach in the NBA loses his job this year. <laughs> that's I mean, that's and, and, crazy. If,
2: yeah, and uh and with with a healthy Derek Rose, we could have had DevLo over the last 5 years at number 1 too had he had All a healthy healthy Derek Rose. So uh yeah, it's it's crazy. And, and Monty Williams had done some good stuff down there in New Orleans, uh you know, and and he's gone and uh, Alvin Gentry the assistant head coach in Golden State is there now as well. Uh you know, And last year, at this point, remember, we were talking about Frank Vogel losing his job if the Pacers didn't get to the NBA Finals. I mean, it's so weird, the culture in the NBA. And I think, you know, you talked about Jim Harbaugh out with San Francisco. I think they're going to be regretting that decision forever. And I think when Trent is let go at the end of this year, their general manager, he'll be regretting that decision
3: forever as well. Oh, are you kidding me? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I know Harbaugh's, you know, uh, he's borderline crazy, but, you know, geniuses have a little of that borderline crazy going on, you know what I mean? And, uh, and, and yeah, you're right, they're going to miss him horribly. Uh, I saw a story today about Harbaugh uh, where he actually dressed in full pads uh, oh, and, practicing, and practicing with the 49ers.
0: <laughs>
3: and there's that guy that would do that. How many other guys would do that? You see, uh, you see Rex Ryan doing that. You see, uh, see Sean Payton doing that. You see, um, any other coach in the NFL suiting up, full pads, dressing with their guys. The Harbaugh I could have
2: seen, seen Mike Singletary doing it.
3: Yeah, back Singletary. when he coached the 49 <laughs> yeah. maybe. Yeah, he probably would have beat all those guys back then.
2: Rex Ryan's uh, more likely to uh, probably, you know, get drunk or high with his players. Uh, same with Pete Carroll. I don't see it really, you're right, I don't see really anybody else that, uh, that would go like that. You know, Pagano might. Pagano might dress and play with his team.
3: He's more of an inspirational
2: dude, though. He, you know, I see There's... him behind a
3: pulpit before I see him on the field. Yeah, I know. He's just a tough sob. I could just see him doing that. You know, I mean, I mean, I couldn't see Belichick doing it. Uh, I couldn't see uh, you know anybody else really in the NFL doing it. Maybe, maybe I mean, obviously, uh, oh, Maybe man, John Harbaugh. I, yeah, maybe John. Uh, uh, why, maybe. Uh, man, I'm having a brain fart on the guy in Carolina um, who was a linebacker, Ron Rivera. Ron Rivera yeah, Rivera, maybe. Rivera. Yeah, you know, what's a pretty intense be. dude is uh, is Mike Zimmer up in Minnesota. Yeah, Remember when yeah. he was on
2: Hard Knocks with the Bengals? He's a pretty intense dude. I, actually, I wouldn't. I don't think he would need pads. I think he would go out there and be willing to hit dudes without him. He's just a pretty intense
3: dude. <laughs> uh, no question. Um, you know, and, and yeah, that's just part of the Harbaugh mystique. People don't know if he's crazy or not. I think that's the game he likes. I think he kind of likes the fact that people don't know if he's crazy or not. He's had former players now in the Niners say that they did not know if he was certifiably crazy or not <laughs> and keeps, you, keep, you keep you keep people on your toes when they don't know if you're crazy or not
2: and with football coaches more than anything don't you want to think that he's
3: a little crazy to be scared of your coach yeah, yeah. um you you definitely um, you, you know you want to respect them uh, and there better be some words of wisdom in there but that little bit of craziness, yeah, it definitely keeps a player on his toes, no, no doubt about it. I think that's another part of the Harbaugh success factor that he's had ever since he started coaching.
2: Yeah, I could have seen Bill Coward doing it, too.
3: He's a guy <laughs> yeah, like Cowher! There's another he, one.
2: He would have hit dudes maybe without pads as well. He's a pretty intense dude. I mean, I, I would wear, I, I think most of his players, if you look back in the day, most of his defensive players I think wore those shields just so he didn't spit on them.
3: And if you want to go real old school, how about Chuck Knoll? That dude—he uh, seemed like he was as badass as any of those, you know, defensive players that he had—the Jack Lamberts and the Two Tall Jones and, and not Too Tall Jones—the uh, the Mean Joe Greens and the and 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 all those badasses—he was right there with him, banging with them. and I, I, he was like Chuck, Ditka, was, Ditka was like that too. Ditka was like Chuck, that.
2: Yeah, Chuck Knoll scared me watching
3: on TV. I can't imagine what it's like to be on the sidelines with him. Bill Parcells was like that. See, I think Jim Harbaugh is in the Bill Parcells, Mike Ditka, Chuck Noll kind of. Uh, I'm going to intimidate you, and I'm going to be. I'm just. I'm just a crazy wild man kind of a thing, you know.
2: And, and maybe that's what Michigan needs, and maybe that's why they decided to pay him and go after him because maybe that's what they need. Because th- that act won't wear as thin in uh, in in college because you've got guys coming in and out all the time and. You know, he's the, he's the master there, whereas in the NFL he wasn't. So maybe that act plays much better in college again.
3: Well, and people are talking about the the decommits and people are talking about the transfers up there in Ann Arbor uh, and looking at it as a bad sign that Harbaugh's rubbing people the wrong way. Nope. He's coming in there with an agenda. He's Clean coming house. in there Yeah, he's coming in there with, uh, all right, there, there, there's a reason why we had so many blue-chip high school players underachieved the last couple of years. That's because you boys are soft. Uh, and he's coming in there, you know, carrying that big, giant, heavy stick. With a lot of love, you got to have that love too. But he's carrying that big, big, giant stick, and he's separating the men from the boys right now.
2: Well, I think too, when when you're, you know, when your previous coaches, you're his guy, and a new coach comes in, you're not sure if you're going to be the guy. It scares some of those guys, and, and they want to go, and, and that makes sense. Uh, but you know, uh, Jim Harper he can't do much worse. You know, I mean, he can't be much worse. And at some point, though, I do think that he will be the highest-paid coach in the NFL because some NFL team is going to desire his services so much that they're going to throw an astronomical amount of money at him. You know, in the eight to $10 million range, like, you know, where Sean Payton and Belichick and those guys are. I think they're going to pay Jim Harbaugh a ton of money in the next two years, an NFL team, to try to lure him back. And, Maybe. and Cleveland could be one of them. Cleveland could be Maybe. one of them.
3: Maybe, maybe, Uh, you know, who knows how things unfold as time goes on. But, you know, I also see that, you know, Michigan could very well uh, keep doing what, you know, Les Miles is doing to LSU and uh, what Nick Saban's doing to Alabama, and that's just making it monetarily impossible to leave, (laughs) Uh, especially when you get a good thing going. And it all is dependent upon Harbaugh having success in Ann Arbor. And I don't think there's too many people that think he won't, ultimately have success in ann arbor maybe he gets that success maybe he has the pride of reviving the storied program and then he can feel comfortable leaving then again maybe he says you know it's pretty good being a college coach and not dealing with millionaire a-holes in a business uh because even though college football is a business you're, you're still dealing with athletes trying to get to the show not athletes that have already made it to the show and are millionaires and are harder to deal with
2: or he goes to that situation to where he like, you know, Belichick and Andy Reid and a couple others is the president of football operations and nobody right. above him is, is being a douche to him. You know, maybe right. that's, that that winds up being the perfect situation for him as to where he he can control player
3: personnel as well. Well remember Dick Vermeil? Remember he had, mm-hmm. yeah Yeah, Cryer. Yeah, yeah, he had yeah the <laughs> crier. Yeah, but he had marginal success in the NFL, went away kind of recharged his batteries, came back with a, a full head of steam, but also went to a pretty good team. And, uh, and oh, by the way, had some big-time success. So um, sometimes, you know, you, your first time around doesn't always go as good as your second time around. Uh, yeah. And say, say what you will about Harbaugh, you know, it was uh, embattled three years, uh, four years in San Francisco, but, it, it you know, three of those four years were very successful. However, still no championships. Yeah, so that, that that could drive him to to want to get that Lombardi trophy someday.
2: Well, that, and, and I think 49ers fans are going to think back to how awful those past, you know, 10 years were before Harbaugh, you know, right. with Singletary and, and Nolan and all those guys out there. You know, and, uh, and, and maybe a break was what he needed because, you know, he couldn't really technically go to another NFL team at this point, so... Uh, that this was his only option to go back to college, and maybe it only takes him two years to get Michigan, to, you know, a decent winning record to a decent bowl game, and it's all right. Peace out, peace
3: out. Yeah.
2: I still think he's going to be the coach of the Indianapolis Colts. I still feel that that's the that's the next move.
3: Um, well, we shall see. Uh, I'm I'm pretty comfortable in knowing that he's going to be in Ann Arbor for a while because I got news for you. He's not winning the Big Ten his first year as coach. He's not. There, no, I don't. <laughs> The Ohio State Buckeyes are just too damn loaded. No,
2: I, I think he does. He does a you know a, a you know and ten and two, eight and four, whatever type record the second year. And can you imagine what the what he's done for Alex Smith and Colin Kaepernick? What Jim Harbaugh could do with, with Andrew Luck? Oh my God! <laughs> could you imagine that?
3: It'd be crazy. Um, I got all right, I got let's...
2: goosebumps right now thinking about
3: it. Let's get a break in. Don't get ahead of yourself. Harbaugh hasn't left Ann Arbor yet. Uh, We're going to uh, get a break in. We'll we'll have the final segment coming. Uh, Sports Soup uh, will be included in the final chunk of time we have with you, as we're with you weeknights from 7 to 9. Mo Time is at Mo Radio Show. I'm at Billy Elvis at B.S. Sports. The fan is the show on Twitter. And uh, we'll be back in just a few minutes to wrap it up next on the B.S. Sports Show. Hi, this is Billy Elvis, and along with Mo Time, we host the B.S. Sports Show, now on Yahoo Sports Radio Indiana, which can be found at indianasportsradio.com. Tune in for our unique slant on the world of sports, covering your teams in the state of Indiana, as well as the top national stories, too. The B.S. Sports Show. I'm at Billy Elvis, Mo Time's at Mo Radio Show, at B.S. Sports, the fan. Now on Yahoo Sports Radio Indiana, at indianasportsradio.com.
5: At McDuff Realty Group, their top priority is helping you achieve maximum results from the purchase or sale of your home. With over 20 years of marketing and sales experience, Joe Shoemaker and his team will provide you with an aggressive, passionate strategy that delivers the results you expect. For real estate services in central Indiana, call Joe Shoemaker at 317-413-8501 or visit online at mcduffrealty.com.
4: At Ruoff Home Mortgage, we understand that every borrower is different, so we offer a variety of products to meet your individual mortgage financing needs, including conventional, FHA, VA, USDA, new construction, first-time home Buyers, reverse mortgages, and, of course, refinancing. Want to learn more? Just call Brian Graham, the Mortgage Man, at 260-248-8333, or visit him online at ruoffcom backslash Brian Graham, And let them help you finance the home of your dreams.
3: Hi, this is Billy Elvis, and along with Mo Time, we host the BS Sports Show weekdays from seven to nine. And every Friday, as well as Monday, we're at Wrigley Field Bar and Grill, Fort's best damn sports bar. Fridays, it's part of the original weekend starter party with the all-you-can-eat wing and fish buffet. Eight-fifty adults, four bucks for kids, and great prizes. And Monday, lots of special guests, including Comet head coach Gary Graham and Matt Ants head coach Connor Henry. It's the BS Sports Show weekdays seven to nine, and at Wrigley Field Bar and Grill in. Georgetown North every Monday and Friday night.
0: Okay, so what do you have? Ryan, what do you think? Oh, uh... Oh,
1: um... Gang, it ain't for leaders. They're too busy making plays happen. Answering the call. Earning their big boy pants. Isn't it
0: time to be the leader you were born to be? The playbook's right there, Captain. What's the call? Full of nachos, fried pickles, pretzels, buffalitos, honey barbecue wings, and waters. All around. Right. Grab a seat. The game is on. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, fear, sports.
5: Ugh, oh, I hate these big ass prices. Sounds like you could use some big ass savings. I'd love some big ass savings. Kmart Shop Your Way members, save 30 cents a gallon.
1: 30 cents a gallon? That's a big ass discount. Mm-hmm. Big
0: ass discount.
5: A really big ass discount. Really big ass discount. Honey,
0: this solves your big ass problem. Totally solves my big ass problem. Yeah, look
5: at that big ass truck. Hey,
0: big ass, man.
5: Hello, big ass man.
0: Shop your way, members. Get big-ass savings. Save 30 cents a gallon when you spend $50 or more at Kmart. Meet the fuel-efficient Ford Focus. Along with great handling, the Focus also comes with girls' night out and girls' night in and road trips and the senior route and swimming and weekly car washes and making connections and unexpected speed dates. Only Ford gives you eco-boost fuel economy and a whole lot more. With so many ands, where will you end up? The fuel-efficient Ford Focus. This is going to make a real difference in the lives of millions of Americans. It's the B.S. Sports Show.
2: Welcome back to the B.S. Sports Show, wrapping up a Wednesday night edition of the B.S. Sports Show. On Twitter, at BS Sports, the fan at Billy Elvis, at Mo Radio Show. You can check out uh, where we are at uh, the BS Sports Show.com. Also on Yahoo Sports Radio Indiana, Indiana dot com. And as always, the late arriving Billy Elvis, uh, who will be performing tomorrow night uh, at a talent show,
3: supposedly. Yeah, th- did I tell you how? Uh, all right, so I'm going to be juggling at this uh, benefit for Muscular Dystrophy Association. Fort wayne has got talent. Uh, I know Krista Miller's there from NBC thirty three. Um, I know Kayla Blakesley's there, formerly of WoWo, but uh she'd already committed uh and is gonna be doing some sort of talent. I can't wait to find out what Kayla Blakesley's talent's gonna be. Krista <laughs> Miller's gonna Krista Miller's gonna rap. Uh I'm gonna Shouldn't be I'm gonna be juggling. Shouldn't Kayla Blakesley's
2: talent be to to tell everybody how she got stiller to merrier <laughs> He seems of the, of the non—he seems of the non-committal type.
3: Uh, yeah, that you're right. I didn't look at it that way, but uh, trust me when I say, Stiller married up. Stiller, oh yeah, married oh for sure, up. for sure, for sure. So, so he had to snap that up while he had the chance. He wasn't going to do any better. I know him, <laughs> <laughs>
2: and he showed up for it. I mean, which is impressive
3: alone. Yeah, and he showed up for it. Yeah. Uh yeah, you know, I learned how to juggle when I was working at Rustler Steakhouse, which is a chain restaurant, kind of like Ponderosa back in the day, uh, in Detroit. And um, you know, I was in the kitchen and I was bored and and uh, potatoes laying everywhere because it was a steak and potato house, you know. Uh so tons and tons of potatoes laying there. I learned how to juggle with baked potatoes being bored in the in the back kitchen at uh, Rustler Steakhouse in Detroit. So I was earning my income, but I was also jugg- learning how to juggle at the same time.
2: Were you a server there? What'd you do?
3: Uh, when I started out there, I was back there prepping, uh, prepping in the kitchen. You know, getting steaks ready, getting them ready for the cooks, uh, and getting the potatoes ready to go in the oven to bake. I mean, I, I don't know how many times I had to load, you know, big giant trays of baked potatoes in the oven to bake potatoes. So that's why I had the potatoes in my hands. I ended up being a cook eventually, but, you know, for a long, long time I was in the back doing prep, and uh, that was one of the things, was baking potatoes, and uh, un- unloading all those potato boxes just kind of lended itself to say, hey, you know what, I'm going to grab these potatoes and learn how to juggle.
2: Doesn't that bother you, because it does mean that the those buffet-type places have servers? It seems uh, like a waste.
3: Yeah, you know, it's like a, an obligation to tip, too, isn't it?
2: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I went to a buffet and paid thirteen bucks. So I didn't have to tip somebody.
3: <laughs> yeah, what did you do? What did you do? You made sure my tea was full, my water was full.
2: Yeah, if i wanted Are... to get
3: my full, I can I, my food.
2: I can walk up to get my own damn drinks too.
3: Yeah, I mean, show me some stuff here. Show me uh, that waiter or waitress that memorizes everybody's order and gets it right when she brings it back. Now there's a girl that des- or a guy that deserves a tip. Or go up to the
2: go up to the uh, to the food bar and get the food for me and know what I want. Then I'm impressed.
3: Then I'll tip you. <laughs> yeah, make my salad. Here's what I want on it. Make it right. Get it right, <laughs> right. the first time. <laughs> right. Thank you. Okay. I'm I, because every time I've been to one of those type places
2: with somebody and I I I like what is the friggin' point? Are these just hor- are these is this like the minor leagues for <laughs> waiters and waitresses? And if you suck, this is where they send you. <laughs> and they were like, no, this is this is a good. I would I want one here. I was like, why? You're getting up to go get your food. Why wouldn't you get your own damn drink
3: too? Well, they clear our plates. I, so does a busboy. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, we don't tip busboys. Right. Right. Yeah. Hey, good call, man. You're, you're right. I'm gonna stop tipping at buffets. I just it doesn't feel right. <laughs> uh, all right. Elsewhere in the uh, world of sports. Um, awards are coming out in the uh, National Hockey League, and um, you know we talked earlier about some of the other things the National Hockey League is talking about: messing around with three on threes and overtime, uh, messing around with expansion. Vegas is going to be a, a guarantee to submit a proposal for NHL expansion. I see the good. I see the good and the bad with uh, with the NHL in Las Vegas, but. You know, maybe more good than bad. I mean, I, I'm just not convinced it can work in the desert. It's not doing too well in Phoenix. Um, you know, Dallas's successful years. That, you know, they had good fans, but now that they're few and far between. You know, the LA Kings are winning, so they're starting to get a, a fan base there in Los Angeles. Uh, California teams in in general doing okay, but uh, I don't know, man. I, I guess the NHL wins if they expand into Las Vegas, but I think they also need to expand into Canada too. I think they need to have both. I need they need to add a Canadian team and a Vegas team if they're going to add two teams and make it a thirty-two team league.
2: But where do they expand into Canada, that uh, that could take, handle a team
3: right now. Well, I mean, uh, so they already you're, moved you're... back to Winnipeg a couple of years ago. Yeah, um, and obviously that was that was a very triumphant return. I mean, uh, they are they are seeing. Um, a furor uh, in fan base and merch sales, and it, it was huge. See, when you expand into a market that isn't a hockey market, um, you go, you're going to have to get a winner. You're going to have to build a winner, because otherwise you're just dealing with curiosity or, or travelers or visitors in Vegas. If you expand into Canada, <laughs> you got a 100% fan base instantly, regardless of win or lose. But again, I, I ask you, what, what, where do you go? You're right. I mean, the biggest cities, Montreal and and, and Toronto, have weathered the storm all these years because they are
2: got a team, just, Winnipeg, Vancouver, just, yeah.
3: yeah, It just seems like it needs to be an even number up there, don't you think?
2: Why don't you go? Why don't you go to Seattle?
3: And that's as close to Canada, as a big market you can get.
2: And I, you know what else you got out there other than the, you know, you got the baseball team, but you got the football team, but what do you really have that controls the the winner, you know, like a basketball team would.
3: Yeah. yeah I mean, you
2: got that, like you said, you got that, that immediate rival with Vancouver.
3: Yeah, that's true. Um or, or, I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, on one hand, I think you know NHL expansion could be a great thing. On the other hand, I think it's a scary endeavor with the league already not being very very healthy. And uh, and and expansion could be you know like uh, you know like a death wish, and they're not necessarily going to expand. They're just going to listen to offers and see what makes sense. I mean, could they look
2: in the Cleveland? You know, That's a uh, close, Canada- Canadian, uh, close Canadian, close
3: yeah. Canadian team. Yeah, um, we'll see. I mean, it, it all comes down to does Cleveland make a bid because that's what the NHL is doing. They're accepting bids. So which markets out there? want to be aggressive and try to get the, the NHL in their market. Cleveland, I don't know. Um, you know, it seems to make sense. Hockey's always had a hard time in, in Cleveland, that's all. Yeah,
2: I I think that Seattle makes a lot of sense. I think Vegas, a team in Vegas would be cool because you've got, i said, you've got a pretty quick-growing city out there. You've got, uh, you know, tons of tourists, and you've got tons of sports bettors. Now you could bet and then go watch the team. I'm all for it. And plus, you know, they put slot machines everywhere, in the airport and the gas stations. Why not put them at the arena?
3: Well, uh, that could be one of the things. And you brought this up last night when you were talking about, you know, how gambling is so prevalent uh, in in a big part of sports, whether it's fantasy sports or whether it's FanDuel, things like that. Regardless, gambling is huge. Gambling has always been huge. Uh, so maybe it makes perfect sense for the nhl the 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 north american franchise or um, the north american league that's uh struggling you know for success maybe this is the perfect thing for them to do so i don't know it could be good could be bad i'm still torn on this
2: well if the nhl goes there that opens the door for the nba
3: uh to go to las vegas
2: and you know I don't know if you thought today that the uh, Indiana Pacers signed a, a big, huge deal with FanDuel, and they're bringing that right into the arena now. You know, so every everybody has opened their arms up to gambling so far, except for baseball, really. So when will baseball get on board?
3: That's a good question. But we all know, <laughs> we all know <laughs> that, that baseball is the last to accept change.
5: The yes, last they are.
3: Yes, they accept. are. Uh. You know, I don't know, dude. Maybe some nostalgia, and you know, Wayne Gretzky uh, goes and, and and revives a franchise in Edmonton, <laughs> uh, or you know, maybe maybe you maybe you get a team in 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 Quebec City, Quebec, because Quebec's so huge, and you know, although there's a lot of Montreal fans, you know, you bring a second team for another instant rivalry there in uh, Quebec City. So I, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, Vegas seems to be the front runner to be amongst those for expansion. You know it's going to come in pairs. So what is that second team? That's the big, that's the big question.
2: Yeah, I, uh, I'm going, I'm going Seattle. You're not going to go with Indy? No, I'm going to Seattle. I don't think anybody <laughs> in Indy wants
3: to spend five hundred million. I think Seattle they would. All right, we're going to uh, wrap it up. Thank you very much for uh, spending some time with us again tonight, weeknights seven to nine. Whether you tuned in at the BS Sports there's links there to listen, or you checked us out at Yahoo Sports Radio Indiana at Indiana dot com. Thank you very much for tuning in. Hit us up on Twitter at Mo Radio Show, at Billy Elvis, at BS Sports The Fan. Uh, and we thank you very much for tuning in. Have a great night. It's the BS Sports Show.